this is a Ryan test. Episode 135. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. I, I forget every. I'm just waiting for Jake. Yeah, I know. I know. Jake is not here this week. Missing that piece, you know. Yeah, missing that piece of the old pie. <laughs> <laughs> the old PCL yeah. pie. Piece that I, yeah. Not my favorite pie, but it's, it's close. <laughs> Welcome back, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Ryan from the Comic Slobs. That's right, Slob Ryan. Stop. Hammer time. <laughs> I didn't have Jesus. <laughs> Fuck, every time. And Brian's not disappointed with my intro. He's just disappointed I'm here. <laughs> we're yeah. going to use this one from now on. <laughs> Please, thank you. <laughs> Stop. Have a time. Yeah, Frank's back. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> This is, a, this is like a, this is like your uh, what, 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 like what, once a month community service. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's supposed to know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I only get credit if it's quiet. It's court appointed. I'm ready to podcast. <laughs> they don't call them comic slabs for nothing. <laughs> exactly. Very sloppy. <laughs> All right, so yeah, this week. Uh, oh, you know, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug somebody here real quick because they got something cool going on, and I like these guys. Uh, they actually, it was kind of like they, they kind of like uh, formed from this podcast. The guys over at League of Geeks. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Podcast Sean, Alil, and Steve. They've got a really cool contest going on right now uh, from Entertainment Earth. You're familiar with like yeah. Entertainment Earth. Well, they, there's an Entertainment Earth exclusive. It's the six inch uh, Imperial Black Series uh, figures. And you get like a like a stormtrooper, like a red stormtrooper. You get like a black looking R two D two, and these are like exclusive through Entertainment Earth. Well, they got sent some of these figures, and you can go to their website, and for free, you can just enter the contest. And awesome. like only That's like cool. over a hundred people have entered, so there's a really good chance you're gonna, you're going to get to win these. So uh, go to uh, the League of Geeks, and that's Geeks uh, spelled not with an S at the end, but a Z. Because mm-hmm. that, that's hip. Yeah, it's street yeah. level. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's gangster. It's, no, <laughs> it's fuck. It's gangsta. Oh, sorry. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, you don't pronounce the R, right? You idiot. So, yeah, go to theleagueofgeeks.com and enter their uh, their giveaway, and you could win those. What did you? What, what's, what, what are you guys giggling about? Who said what? <laughs> talking about uh, Glenn Coco again? Yeah. Weird, Fuck. Weird off-air they've shit. Got, they've got no idea what that's about. N- neither Good. did we. <laughs> we said it, Frank. 
But just doing a test record, man. I gotta say something. I don't know what the fuck to say. Oh yeah, Glenn Coco. <laughs> it was just something that ran through my mind. It's a safe word. <laughs> yeah, it's a safe word. Okay, Glenn Coco, Glenn Coco. If that gives you any idea of the kind of things that run through Frank's mind. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Uh, fucking everything. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Where's my notes? This show's dumb. <laughs> Moving on, uh, we're going to move on. And, yeah, we're going to talk about stuff. We're going to talk about Marvel news. We're going to talk about uh, DC news and Star Wars news and stuff like that. I don't want people, like, uh, pissing and moaning because mm-hmm. we because we waffle around and talk it, about other shit. It takes so long to get to the show. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Uh, we got one of those this week. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, we got one of those this week. Jesus. We got one of those. Your six-hour show takes so long to get to the point. Obviously. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna talk five hours of Doctor Strange. <laughs> I titled the episode Doctor Strange, but that's all we're gonna talk about is five hours of fucking Doctor Strange. I'm just gonna sit here and read fucking Doctor Strange comics. <laughs> and Ryan's gonna like explain the panel and the artwork. Fireside really, chat. It was really impressive what he was going for in this that you can see by the composition and it's the most brilliant red I've ever seen. Guys, we haven't talked about the letterer yet. <laughs> Hey, they deserve a lot of credit, okay? What about that font, though? <laughs> it's not like there's some ordinary inker or what something. Did, what did you font. just say? What about that font, though? What about that? I thought you said... For the type. I thought you said, what about that font, though? Or font, though? <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah what font, about, though. What, what about, about that what font, about, though? What about, uh, what about the Fonzie? <laughs> hey! What about the Fonz, though? I mean, come on. <laughs> no shit. Is he really that cool? What's Henry Winkler really. up to? Not really. Is he cool? Yeah. Oh, Henry Winkler. What's he up to? Yeah. He's doing children ho- Children's Hospital. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's, oh, that's he's hilarious. <laughs> He's like, he's great in that. Yeah, it's a great show. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into a Pete's tweets. I call that call a putty cat. Pete's tweets. That's a pretty tasty Pete's tweet. I thought I had enough time to like take a drink there, <laughs> but the old Pete's tweets bumper is only four fucking seconds. That, that's how long we give you, Pete. <laughs> 140 characters in four seconds. <laughs> Pete's tweets. It comes to us from our buddy Pete Neen. Hey, Leftovers. With Marvel paying homage to Star Wars by including a scene where someone has a severed limb in each one of their movies, who do you guys think will lose a limb in Civil War? My guess is Black Panther's father in some sort of flashback scene involving Winter Soldier. Um... So that's Pete's tweet. Uh, he says, uh, thanks and hope you guys are having a great week. Ryan is awesome and glad Jay is back. Fuck oh, you. thanks, Pete. He says, fuck you, Jake. <laughs> As he should, yes. Mortal enemies. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. If our listeners don't fucking chill out on emails, they're gonna lose a fucking arm. <laughs> I can tell you that much. You know what? I, like last week, I was so nice too when I said it. Like I didn't go off. Mm-hmm. I was just like, guys, you know, I, we didn't get a chance to read emails this week. If you could fucking like keep it down on the emails for next week that would be greatly appreciated mm-hmm. you know you know that fell on deaf ears <laughs> oh god that fell on deaf ears and that's the fucked up thing is like this is a podcast it's all audio right okay but apparently it fell on deaf ears because everybody sent me a goddamn email yesterday five of them five yesterday just five just Jesus. yesterday alone five wow yeah we got scott shooty sent in one mm-hmm. sent in one more like scott shutty the fuck up <laughs> 
And then I got fucking uh, Special Kale, who I banned. Special Every Kale? time he sends me an email, Special Kale thinks, oh, you know what? Oh, I've been banned for a month. I'm just going to jump right back into fucking emails and start sending them again. You, you think he has the email, like, loaded up and ready to go? It's just, like, set to a calendar? I think he's got it set to, like, Boom. a little, little timer. Yeah. He's got one for next month after I ban him this week. He's already <laughs> ready. More like Special Fail. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking swear, dude, you don't have to send one every time you get unbanned. Yes. You can let everybody else have their little moment under the sun. <laughs> that little PCL sun, that little, little moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to hear from people that have never reached out to us before. Right. But my God, these guys reach out so much. It's like I just want to smack their little fucking hands away. <laughs> Just, it's like those kids in school that were like, uh, uh, and they'd be pushing their hands up all the time to yes. talk to the teacher. Yeah, Glenn Coco in class. Fuck. <laughs> raising his hand. Fuck for you, Glenn Coco. Glenn Coco. <laughs> Who the fuck is Glenn Coco? <laughs> it's just a thing off of Mean Girls, man. I don't know. Oh, oh now, now you explain it's off of Mean Girls. At least Why, yeah, now. I said that earlier. Oh. Frank, half the thing that you say. I don't blame you for not listening to me. All right, me. so who's losing, who's, who's losing, yeah, I know you don't. Who's, who's losing an arm in a Civil War? Who's losing an arm? Uh, you've already called this weeks ago. I thought. Yeah, like, did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure then. Uh, it's somebody who in the comics has a giant metal arm. It's uh, Bucky. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. With a soldier. Yeah, we saw that, didn't we, in the still? Yeah, Pete, you don't, do you not listen to me? <laughs> <laughs> He's like me, missed that week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a picture of it even, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to find the spoiler out yeah. there, yeah, Brian sent it to me, and uh, yeah. it's a juicy one. Yeah, so mm. thanks for that. that, that another waste of a Pete's. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Pete. Yeah, they're not pulling Black Widow's arm off. It's probably going to be Bucky. Like, sorry, they're going to give her another arm well, now. That, well, now that now that Disney owns Star Wars, they're going to have Chewbacca show up and rip somebody. I kind of weirded out by that uh, the, the connection he made there. I, I didn't think of any of these armless characters as, as having anything to do with Star Wars. I just yeah. figured people lose arms. <laughs> We're used to it. People lose arms? Yeah. It's, it's an everyday thing, man. Right? Oh, workplace hazard. Oh, it's, it's that thing like when you were a kid and you took the rubber band and you wrapped it around your finger. Yeah. And you yeah. cut off the circulation. Oh, God. This day and age, people just wrap the arm, fall asleep, wake up, and time to amputate the fucker. Yeah. And now I'm a superhero. It's a, lot, it's a lot like autoerotic asphyxiation. So oh, guys, I got this new. I got this new. You do that? You can't feel it anymore. Yeah, I just do the whole. Not instead of my neck. It's I like just a super the stranger. It's the old yeah. stranger. Yeah, exactly. I got this new. I got this new. Uh, and yeah, it's perverted. Frank's laughing. Um, big surprise. Big fucking shock. I got this new. Got, That's what I call it. This is not even my show anymore. No, no. This is not even my fucking show anymore. There's multiple showrunners right now. <laughs> Ryan's breaking me, man. Oh, I know, I know. Wait until he goes into his next fucking set when he talks about boobies. Oh, it's just gonna... Oh, Frank, it's so fucking hilarious. This is the best audience I've ever had. God. Are you done? Yeah, I think so. Hammer time is over. I got this new, uh, I got this new like bumper player, mm-hmm. and I used it last week. But it comes with like some preloaded bumpers on there. Oh, nice! One is apparently Frank coughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I accidentally hit that button. Uh, but uh, it's for your Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But it comes with, it comes with. Uh, yeah, it's for my. God damn it. <laughs> Never mind. No. 
That's slightly more on topic than Glenn Coco, I guess. He's like improving. Sorry. Oh god, off the rails already. No, but it came with like this like this weird like Roseanne transitioning music. What? Like not not Roseanne transitioning into a man. Oh okay. <laughs> wow. It comes with like you ever watch like the show Roseanne? Yeah, yeah. And like like you know, like Roseanne's like uh bitching at uh, what's her what's her husband's name? Uh, Dan, Dan, right? Dan. Yeah. She's like, ah, fuck you, Dan. She's doing Darlene. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Darlene. <laughs> fuck you, Dan. That's like the most redneck name that. ever. So here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here's a scene straight out of a uh, scene straight out of fucking Roseanne. Here we go. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> That on the jingle, awesome! Oh, yeah, wow. so like, yeah, that's just gonna be like our new like. Uh, anytime uh, Frank tells a stupid joke, it'll just be like <laughs> and Coco. <laughs> Yeah. And onward, yeah. <laughs> Redneck transition music, it's perfect. Why does it come with that random Roseanne transitioning song? It's a good question. <laughs> I don't know, but it's awesome. <laughs> I feel like I'm behind on my bills all of a sudden. I, I think they weren't able to afford the uh, Seinfeld like jazz bass, you know. So. <laughs> Dan feels bad about selling a pool to somebody who can't really afford it. Oh, he still got it. Lindsay. He still got it. All right, so we're gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna jump into. Uh, we got a, we got a couple of iTunes reviews this week. So my phone wants to load them here. Frank, uh, well, the offspring can play us into it, right? We still got yeah, we can. Awesome, we I love that. Container. We, we can do that. I love that. While I try to find this shit, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> of Latter Day Saints. <laughs> Hold on real quick. All right. Just checking on our technical difficulties there. Mm, our mm. volume. Yes. Very professional. That's <laughs> how we roll. Always. All right. So here we go. Got an iTunes review. I want to start off, uh, start off with this one. Very special review that we got here. Uh, it is from uh, The Flash 1985. Okay. And uh, it, it, you know what? I asked for it last week. We got it, guys. We got a one star. Oh, oh boy, yeah. We got a one right. star. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> made uh, it. Let's see here. It's uh, titled No Structure and Completely Off Topic. Oh, man, he's already oh. heard this episode. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> God. He's, the Flash is a time traveler. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see here. Uh, listen to the podcast and could not get past half of it. Oh, hold on. This is this is missing something. That's impressive. You got through three hours? Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> hold on. It's missing something. There we go. There we go. That's better. They took 30 minutes to, 30 minutes to start talking about the topic they advertised. I subscribed and unsubscribed all in the same listen. If you want content and just... And not just cussing to cuss. Listen to another pot. Keep it down. <laughs> Fucking kids. Like the worst nursery ever. Can we get away from you? So now he says, uh, he says, if you want content and not just cussing to cuss, 
listen to another podcast. So mm. uh, listen to our show. He subscribed, and you know what? It, I, I yeah, was, you did great there at the beginning. He, you got him to subscribe. I mean, doing a great job there. No, mm-hmm. not, not really. It's it's a <laughs> shame that this guy was listening to, uh, to us to begin exactly. with. I'll be honest with you, like. This is like a high maintenance listener. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, you know, it took him forever to get to the advertised content. It's just like, dude, you know, you don't, yeah, dude, you you clearly don't like us, right? So right. I agree one hundred percent with the one star review. Yeah, this bastard's pressed for time anyway. What possessed him to download a six hour podcast? Now it's you don't know. You don't know how long it is when you first look at it. You have no idea. You, you you don't. It doesn't show you how much time is on the podcast. Once you get it loaded and you hit play, it does. My my. When I'm doing it through my, I'm not going to get into this fucking argument again. <laughs> Fuck! I'm just it shows you how many. Get the iPhones out. My, mine, sho- <laughs> mine shows me how much, how many megabytes and shit oh. is on it. It doesn't show me how long it is or whatever. And I'm not doing that math to figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, uh, looks like uh, looks like one point eight two megabytes, which is uh, going to be equivalent to Frank shutting the fuck up. Bullshit. So. No, it's just, it's like one of those things where like, you know, I don't understand, like, uh, I don't want high maintenance listeners. No. I, I, you know, like, I've had people in the past go, hey, you know, when do you guys get done talking about emails? Could you give me a timestamp? And it's like, you know what, I'd rather you, don't approach, that's an insult. Yeah. That's basically an insult. Like, oh, I don't care what you guys have to say at this point. Well, just don't fucking listen. It's not the format of the I, show. Yeah, and I'm not going to go give you a timestamp for when no. you when, <laughs> when you need to listen to this segment. No, I'm not going to hold your hand through the episode. Exactly. <laughs> Here it comes. If you like it, you like. If you don't, yeah. you don't. This yeah. person clearly didn't, and uh, I'm glad that we that you're not listening anymore. Yeah, I don't need that. I, I don't appreciate natural conversation. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but with all the cursing. Oh, and the cursing. Yeah, real talk. Yeah. Yeah, he subscribed to. The 15th fuck, but mm. at the 20th, he was out. This next one has come from, it comes from, uh, Maria Montez 54. Uh, it's titled, Love These Guys. Uh, it should be titled, Love Most of These Guys, because within this, she basically, uh, gives love to everyone that's ever been on the podcast but me. <laughs> Another one of these behind the mic motherfuckers. Uh, no, hold, let me read it first. It, it, it's, <laughs> I started listening to the podcast during the build-up to Star Wars Episode Seven, and initially thought it went on too long, and of course that there was too much cursing. Uh, but as I work as a pretty solitary, uh, I work a pretty solitary job and need to distract myself with something, I kept listening, and now I just love it and and all the guys. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Brian, Jason, and Jake, the main hosts, have an interesting dynamic. Brian is the showrunner, and he, along with Jake and Jason, provide an amazing amount of knowledge on movies, comics, and television. Brian sometimes get a, gets a little loud trying to make <laughs> trying to make Jake or Jay see his point, and I do have to say I worry about his blood pressure. But, <laughs> that's like the second time. She must be a nurse. But they take it both in stride. So basically, it's like it's like yeah. She points out that he's the showrunner. He's really loud. And the other two hosts take him in stride. We're just here to take it. Take uh, it. <laughs> take it. You like it. Yeah. <laughs> she goes on to say, Jay just recently had a moment himself. You don't know me. <laughs> and I was actually happy to see him prove to everyone that he's not afraid to speak up when he wants or needs to. <laughs> so basically, I do it. I'm just a fucking asshole. <laughs> and everybody's got to bear with me. But you do it. You're grabbing your balls yeah! and making a statement. Our hero, Jay! Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Brian does. He's just a big fucking dick. Yeah, I was just drunk. There was no rhyme or reason <laughs> for that, so. Uh, thank I, you. Thank you, Jay. We all are hero. Yeah, thanks. I have tried a lot of their recommendations and found them to be spot on, gaining new series to watch and movies to see. Uh, their recommendation led me to see The Jungle Book this week, and I agree with everything they said. Uh, the most absent, Frank, also has some interesting points to make when he's there. What? And the newest guest host from Comic Slobs Podcast has an insane amount of comic book knowledge and fits right in with the main group. Dan from England is fun to listen to when he's there as well. Love that accent. I love the extreme length, often five-plus hours, uh, as uh, it really gets me through the boredom of my job. The cursing that a lot of reviewers here don't like doesn't bother me in the slightest. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture, and it's all that, and more. Give them a try. I know you'll end up loving them, too. So, <laughs> most of us, right there, Maria? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like she's salty. I'm not here a lot. Just, just suffer through Brian. <laughs> just, not to, just, yeah, Frank turned this into himself. No, Frank, no, yeah. it's time I'm for just me talking to, about my bit. You know, yeah, if, I know. If I know. you were here more, yeah, she might like Brian. I don't know how to connect. <laughs> but I'm just making it all about Frank. That's all. We all revolve yeah. around Frank. It's yeah. all about Frank. All about it. Stop. Guys, seriously, stop him. <laughs> Put an end to it. All right, we're going to be moving on to uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes uh, Frank fucks with wires and shit. And I can't hear. The fuck out of me. Sorry. Uh, so sometimes I gotta pause. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Completely knocked it God out. God forbid you can't hear the fucking bumper you've heard a million goddamn times. How does this good pop app pop go, Frank says? <laughs> I don't know, unless I can hear audio. <laughs> All right. Hey, Frank, how, how's your uh, fucking headphones doing there? <laughs> I think they're set. I think they're fine now. All right. I got it all the way in, not just the tip, so we're good. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. That's yeah. Great. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Like how God, if I, if I don't ever get another Frank Frank tip joke in my entire life, I'll be fine. The worst part is he took that music as like encouragement. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got my own bumper. Yeah, no, fucking nailed it. <laughs> White trash forever, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh God. Mm. Uh. Episode where we jump the shark. <laughs> All right, again, it's time for good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. All right, Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, I'm going to blitzkrieg through a bunch of good pop, bad pop here for me. I've got a lot this week, but I'm yeah. just going to run through a bunch real quick. Um, Legends of Tomorrow, I've been watching the last few episodes. I don't know if you guys have been watching it at all. 
Um, that's a probably yeah. It sounds like a no. Um, <laughs> I watched the first like five episodes and yeah. then kind of fell off. I need. I will finish. That's it, that. That's pretty much like what I'm hearing from most people. Like most people watch like the first few and then it's like they kind of. It's like one of those things that just they let it build up on their DVR. Yep. Um, I've been enjoying it though. I, I really enjoy the show. Uh, the not last episode, but the episode before that was uh, the Jonah Hex episode. Mm. Oh, it's sweet. It, it was, was a, great. It, well, Jonah, every, uh, pretty, it was a great episode except for Jonah Hex. Like, yeah. Jonah Hex was like probably the weakest part of the entire episode. Yeah. He, well, did, he did nothing. True. Yeah. Okay, so as far as his interaction and stuff. Well, I mean, he was there. It's just like, I, if, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What was that one amazing Jonah Hex scene? Like, no, no, I'm, I'm asking you. <laughs> there, like, there isn't one. Tell me about, like, like it's, for me, I guess it's just not enough to have Jonah Hex show up and right. be like, all right, yeah, he's got a fucked up face. <laughs> you've got to, you've also got to be like, you've also got to give me like one Jonah Hex moment uh-huh. at the end of it where I'm just like, oh wow, and then Jonah Hex did that. Yeah. No, instead it was just like, oh, and then Jonah Hex, was wearing like uh like leather pants yeah and talking all, all they really did was tie it to rip hunter they really just kind of you know expanded upon rip hunter's story sure. without you know they had plenty of opportunities for flashbacks and and showing jonah hex well, we, we, I, that's all we're getting like yeah. I, like honestly i think it and and another thing that's kind of like annoying me about this show is that like uh what's her name hawk girl yeah. Every time they go back in the past, they just happen to be in a place where one of her former past selves exists uh-huh. or somebody who knew one of her former past selves. It's just like, can you not go somewhere where maybe she doesn't have like a foothold in this certain part of time? It just, right. I, I understand it's a CW show and stuff like that, but it's, it's coming up way too much. That's my, that's I agree with you completely. And why, why I loved the show and, ju- and got on board was because of all the stories with the different characters that didn't necessarily include everybody. But now they make sure that they include her and her story in every single episode. And, and, and she, I think she's the weakest character on the show. So I don't really, you know, that's not really what's drawing me to it. I would agree with that. Um, she's like that typical CW role where it's like, this is the character that's caught in the romance triangle. Like, and so, and like every time CW does that, I kind of tune out when that happens. Mm -hmm. It's one step better because this time it's at least a superhero. It's not like the obvious side character. Right. But still, it makes, out of the team, I would agree, Mm -hmm. weakest one. But yeah. but I do like about the episode though is that they brought it into the Wild West. I mean I'm a yeah. sucker for that. Oh stuff. me too. So I love that episode. Absolutely. And, um, Captain Cold, of course, was fucking great as always. Yeah, always. he was. He was yeah. awesome. He was awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's one of the main reasons I watch that show now. Yeah. And then uh, the the last episode that I watched real, real was, quick did did Captain Cold have like a, a cold pistol? Did they do anything to change? No, it? he wasn't uh, using that at all. He was using a, like a rifle. I think he did at the end. Yeah, at the very end. But before that, he was like a sharpshooter. He's doing sharpshooters. Well, they were all using like like regular time like guns that people would use in that time right. but towards the end it was just like okay no choice it's a free-for-all man they were like fucking like firestorm turned into firestorm hot girls fucking busting out the wings mm-hmm. yeah of course and they were fighting in like you know the town square and shit yeah, that, and it was that, awesome that's the one thing the show does really well when the group battles yes. bust out and stuff yeah, like, i love it the team yeah. battles are like right up there comic books. Yeah, yeah 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 with comic books um the, the then the last episode that i saw was the episode where the you know they had defeated the other um hunters the other hunters yeah like so we found out that mick was chronos mm-hmm. and like some more hunters were trying to hunt them down time hunters or whatever and uh wait mick like heat wave yeah, yeah. 
Very interesting turn yeah, for his yeah, character. It was awesome. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. That's great. Though. It was awesome. Yeah. Man, Cardo's just got a whole lot cooler. Yes. Totally unexpected. <laughs> it was totally unexpected, yeah. and it was really awesome. And so, like, the Pilgrim was like, like okay, now we're sending in the Pilgrim. So it's, like, yeah. basically, like, the equivalent of, like, uh, you know, in Pulp Fiction where they send the wolf. Mm-hmm. Now we got to send the Pilgrim. So like it's 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 some uh it's some female mm-hmm. fucking like bounty hunter or something like that space bounty hunter and shit and her like deal is she's going to fucking go through all their pasts and try to kill them when they were younger. It's awesome shit. So <laughs> when you kill the past ones the present versions die. Right. right. So um dude I loved this episode. I thought this episode was fantastic. Uh Jefferson meets his uh father his father died like two weeks after he was born. Jefferson gets to meet his father. Awesome. And that was cool. And then um, I saw Little Rip Hunter. Mm-hmm. I call him Little Rip. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Little Rip Hunter, Little Rip, dude, was awesome. Really? He, he was a badass, okay. dude. There's like a scene in this where you're just like, oh, my God, no way. Wow. It was awesome. So it was a great episode. Cool. So cool. I don't know when the season finale is, but, man. I've I've really been enjoying. There are some there are certain episodes of this show that I think are better episodes than The Flash. Yeah. Yeah. Just certain sure. episodes. I'm for not sure. saying like like a majority. I'm saying like I could name like two episodes yeah. that are better than episodes of The Flash and, this and season. saying that doesn't mean you're like, "Oh, that Zoom episode was garbage." <laughs> like you're just saying like it's that same level of awesomeness right. like as right. what Flash delivers it can regularly. Be. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. It doesn't always do it unfortunately, but it can be really fucking good. And I like I like the overall thread of the story. I mm-hmm. want to keep with it. You know, Rip Hunter's fucking intriguing as hell. Like, I didn't know anything about that guy. And the more that this show goes on, the more is revealed about him. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, you learn a lot more about Rip Hunter um, in this next episode that I saw. Awesome. All right. Uh, speaking of Westerns, uh, I watched the new trailer for The Magnificent Seven. Ah, how was that? Have you guys seen it? I yeah. That. You have? Yeah. Okay, Frank... Have you have you ever watched the original movie? No, unfortunately not. They're changing a lot from the original movie. Okay. Um, in the original movie, the, well, the, this new Magnificent Seven, it's like we've got uh, uh, the, the main leads are Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt. You've also got Ethan Hawke in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who the female actress is. I can't think of. Is that Bryce Dallas Howard? from Jurassic World or is it a, or sure. is that I always get her and Evangeline Lilly confused. That, those two yeah. those two are real similar. Mm-hmm. But it, it's one of them I think. Okay. Um and then I think Vincent D'Onofrio's in this. Yeah, he is. Uh and so like uh the trailer I thought uh I'm gonna give it a taste it. Um I love Westerns. I'm a huge fan of Westerns, but it's gonna take a lot to live up to the original movie. Yeah. Um Especially with some of the scenes that I saw in this. Like, I didn't care for, like, Chris Pratt jumping and shooting mm-hmm. at the same time in a Western film. It just looked too, like, John Woo. Oh, okay. You know, okay. and, like, I'm not a huge John Woo movie fan. I don't like that jumping and shooting. and Not in your Western. And dark. Right. Well, I saw him do it in, uh, what was the... Uh, Wind Talkers with yeah. Nick Cage, and it's like, that was awful. That right. movie, I saw that in theaters, you know? It's like, I, I, I actually enjoyed Face Off when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. I can't go back and, it, it does not hold up to the test of time. Like, going back and watching Face Off now with Travolta and Nick Cage, it's so corny. Right. But like, back in the day when I first saw it, I was like, dude, this movie is dope as fuck. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, I saw a little bit of that, like, in this movie. Um, Ooh. and I like the director. I love the director. It's Antoine Fuqua, who did, um, he did the Equalizer. Oh yeah, um, nice. What else did he do? But, but he also did uh, Southpaw last year, which I didn't like. 
the Jake Gyllenhaal boxing movie. Mm-hmm. But he did he did the Equalizer. He's done another movie that I love a lot. Um, but just like Chris Pratt shooting and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm, like in the original, in the original, it's like a Mexican village has been overrun by crime bosses, like warlords and stuff like that. And so it's like they take all their money together and they pool their money together to hire these guys to take their town back. Mm-hmm. And it's in this one, it's like a woman in like a, a vill- uh, like a small town, and it's. I, I don't know. It's and 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 you've got Denzel Washington, and he's the main guy, and it looks like that Chris Pratt's going to be playing like the Steve McQueen character. Okay. But it's like for me, and they changed the characters' names completely. They're not the same characters from the Magnificent. So I understand why they did, did it. Okay, I understand. I, I understand why they did it. But it's like it's like it's going to take a lot for me as like a fan of the original for me to be like, okay, yeah, this guy's better. Like you know, Denzel's better than Yul Brenner. Or, you know, it's not going to take much, honestly, for Pratt to be better than um, McQueen. Mm-hmm. McQueen has a really small role in The Magnificent Seven. But, I mean, the original, man, you've got – listen to this. I mean, you've got fucking uh, James Coburn. You've got Charles Bronson, um, Robert Vaughn, uh, Yul Brynner, Steve McQueen. I mean, these guys are fucking, like, legends. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm just saying that there's, like, huge shoes to fill – even for Chris Pratt, Denzel Washington, D'Onofrio, and Ethan Hawke. Right. Those are huge shoes to fill. This does represent kind of an opportunity because I was never a fan of Westerns growing up, but the talent in this is what's going to draw me to it. Myself, I taste the trailer because it does what it's supposed to do. I'm not usually into Westerns. but I love Westerns. Because of who's in it, and especially after like I saw uh, Book of Eli, Denzel, and I love Chris Pratt. I'll definitely watch it. It seems very interesting, and I haven't watched the original, so I don't have anything to compare it to. So I'd be like a fresh slate, you know. Mm. So I'm excited to see it. So yeah. do, you, do you feel like after seeing the trailer that it's going to be more of an action movie rather than letting these actors kind of really flex their muscles, which a, I think a good western does, mm. you know, like the Hateful Eight or something mm-hmm. like that, where you just see these 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 actors really. I think flex it's going to be muscles. a lot more action, okay? Because honestly, it's like in the original. Uh, in the original Magnificent Seven, it's like a lot of uh, things that are built up. Yeah. And then you've got like your main action set at the end. You know, there's some action in between, but. For sure. There's a lot that they build up to. Okay. Um, and in this one, it just seems like it's just like action, 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 action. So. Right. We'll see how it goes. Wait, what did you give the trailer? What was your. Taste name? it. Taste it. Okay. I mean, it should be a Tupperware. I love Westerns more than like the average person. I, 310 to Yuma is like one of my favorite movies. Oh, fucking great. That um, was a modern Western that was done well. Yeah. True Grit, I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So. That was good. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but uh, I wanted to talk next about Inside Amy Schumer. It came back last oh, fuck, le- this last it? week. Yeah, you can watch it on Hulu. Awesome, awesome. So, Inside Amy Schumer, some great sketches. The fucking Yo Puss sketch is hilarious. <laughs> um, I don't even have to tell you what it's about, and I got Frank laughing over here like <laughs> no a fucking, shit. I like can a, only like imagine. Like a puss. Fucking hyena. Puss. <laughs> I know. It's like it's like any, you say you say boobies or puss, and Frank's like over there giggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, don't deny. That's ridiculous. That's my wheelhouse. Fucking hyena. <laughs> God. Um, and uh, then there was like uh, they did this, this whole sketch it's called the relationship center and it was like sports center but it was like guys commentating on a couple in bed neither couple wants to have sex 
sex. Oh, God. They just want to go to bed, but they don't want to be the first to say that they don't want to have sex. That's great. That's and great. So it, so, and they had, uh, what's his name? Uh, one of the guys from SNL, uh, Parnell. I can't remember what his Chris name is. Chris Parnell? Chris Parnell. Yeah. He's one of the announcers in it, dude. It was fucking oh, hilarious. Great. It was brilliant. They're like, oh, wow, looks to see, looks like it's a real game of chess at this point. <laughs> they were actually giving points and taking points away. Yeah. Like, they would just counter each other. So, like, there'd be a point for Amy. He'd come right back. He'd retort right back. Shit. They'd take the point off the board. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. It was great. The Yo Puss sketch was hilarious. It was about – you got to watch this. It's about yogurt that a woman eats over time, and then her fucking uh, – her shit don't stink. <laughs> And dude, 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 it was so funny. Wow. It was so funny. Uh, yeah, Amy Schumer, like, I watched that this week and it was like, okay, HBO's playing Trainwreck. I saw that in the theater, so I watched that again. And that awesome. movie, that movie still holds up and it's still great. Uh, after that, I did watch Tosh People Pleaser this mm. week. Oh my god. You want to talk? How do you rate that? Uh, Tupperware. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, a- Amy Schumer too, Tupperware. But like Tosh, yeah, the people pleaser was just, he like, uh, he, he pulled no punches, man. He just, he fucking went all in. Ooh. He went all in. He said anything and everything he wanted to, and awesome. it was amazing. Wow. I loved it. What, what are the kind of, can you give us an idea of just maybe a topic or two? Like, cause I mean, he could, he covers the gambit. <laughs> yeah. Man. I mean, just see it kind of thing. Don't, it's, don't even. It's one of those things where he does address, he does address something that I didn't think he was going to address. And he, he, he says, he's like, if you've ever wanted to hang out with me, just know that if you say this, I will never want to hang out with you. If you ever have said, there's nothing funny about blank. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I, I'm watching. I'm tuning in tonight. Yeah. Okay. Game of Thrones is on pause. People pleaser. Yeah. You gotta Where find did I out. see that at? It was Comedy Central special, oh, so okay. you might be able to go to like their website, or it might even be still playing this week sure. sometime. But okay, cool. I'll try to find wow. it. Wow. I've <laughs> seen him. I've seen him twice in person, and he's great. And this episode, like, he addresses like he. Oh my gosh. He. There was one time he said there's. When he was in front of an audience, he's like, there's nothing funny about rape. Right. And, like, a woman actually stood up, and and she's like, there is nothing funny about rape. Right. And Tosh said something. Maybe he shouldn't have said in the heat of the moment. <laughs> I know what he said, yeah. So, he, but he addresses that interaction okay. in this stand-up oh, act. Shit. As he should. If he's Tosh.0, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Daniel Tosh is, like, one of those guys that just, he doesn't pander to anyone. Yeah. Right? And he doesn't do like the Jimmy Kimmel shows, the Fallon shit. It's right. it's like he says oftentimes with his jokes. Um, he keeps going until only six people in the audience are laughing. Right. <laughs> yeah, like there was a punchline, and then there's another joke, and everybody's kind of, like half the audience is kind of awkward, and then it keeps going and going. It's like who is this guy's influences? Like Bill Hicks or something? I don't yeah, know. It's like, got to be. I don't like how far he can go. It's awesome watching his rise from just watching him do stand up, and then to get his own show. Like he felt real fresh. I don't. I don't know where he's coming See, from. See, my my first my first exposure to him was on Tosh Point oh. Okay, I didn't know he even did stand up before that. So. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, and then I uh, wanted to talk about the Supergirl finale uh, that happened this week. Okay. Um, and uh, I. I don't know, man. I'm just a Supergirl fucking fanboy, <laughs> yeah. and so I loved it. But I will, I will tell you one thing. I do get sick of like when there's like this, like like when she doesn't know what to do, and then another character is like trying to push her through like that last moment. They'll just be like, just be, just be Supergirl. Mm-hmm. It's like 
that's lame fucking <laughs> like if somebody's asking me for help and like their fucking like response to me was like just, just be Brian, Brian. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna be like dude I fucking came to you <laughs> and that's your fucking advice for me I'm still going to be working at McDonald's the end of this week, you son of a bitch. I need some help. Yeah. yeah. Brian works at McDonald's. I don't want to be Brian. Yeah. I want to be more than that. I don't work at McDonald's. <laughs> so, so it's her okay, com- dude. Thanks for the fries. Her, com- <laughs> her confidence is still kind of like a major issue even up to this point. Like, that's what I gathered from the early stuff was her confidence is always shaken. Yeah. And she needs that reaffirm, you know, reaffirming from one of her friends. Yeah. Always. Happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did, did, so how did they wrap up all the, the big bads in this? I mean, there, there was a lot of, uh, villains in this season. Yeah. Kara, um, Kara, non, non in the penultimate episode, uh, non, controlled her sister Alex and had her in like this Kryptonian suit and was controlling her and so he forced Supergirl to fight Alex. Okay. So their mother was there and she was like, Alex, you're better than this. You're better than this. And then all of a sudden Alex is not controlled by the suit anymore. Uh, uh, it was like this whole, uh, they turned the whole, they non turned the whole city into zombies basically like, like that were like just working for them. And so like all of human society was just like being productive, but like not, they weren't fighting with each other in wars and stuff like that. Everybody's just, you know, being productive and mm-hmm. like there's no violence and every anything like that. It, it was a system that they used called Myriad. Very anti-Christy. And yeah. so they 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 destroyed the Myriad system. Um, and then um, uh, let's see here, what happened? Supergirl then, and yeah, she inspires the whole city to wake up and get out of the trance of Myriad. Uh, Nan is convinced by Indigo to kill all the humans on Earth by increasing the amplitude of the Myriad. Uh, back at the DEO, Max warns Kara that she might not survive a fight with Nan and Indigo. Um, uh, uh, John later insists on helping her. Uh, Kara and John confront Nan and Indigo at Fort Roz, which is powering Myriad. Uh, Kara defeats Nan in a heat vision battle, which was awesome. Cool. Uh, so it's like a heat vision battle back and forth, and she's screaming. I love it when they show her screaming. Mm. Oh, she's a screamer. God. <laughs> Settle down, Frank. She's yeah, a screamer. Okay. Good. Uh, Let's play that clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then, uh, she, and then, uh, yeah, it was, uh, Martian Manhunter, John. Uh, how do you pronounce his name? John? Yeah, John, John. John Johns. Yeah. Uh, he rips Indigo's body apart. Whoa. And, uh, Indigo dies, uh, and then she says, Myriad cannot be shut down. Kara then flies Fort Roz into space. It's like a hundred tons, and she flies it into space. Another thing I didn't like about this one is they were saying, like, once you're out in space, you, you'll die. You won't be able to breathe. So apparently in this universe, Superman can't survive in space. What? Which That's makes weird. no sense to me. Right. right. I didn't like that at all. Huh. And then there was also, like, no, like, explanation as to, like, how she entered the Earth's atmosphere except for, like, Alex went after her. And it's, like, they didn't show, like, Alex rescuing her at all. So it's, like, how did – okay, so Alex flew up there in a ship, but how did she <laughs> – how did she get her back into our atmosphere? Right. Which made no sense huh. to me. Uh, Kara comes back onto Earth, and then the next, last thing you see is like the big, the big, uh, the big cliffhanger into season two. If we get a season two, it has not been greenlit yet. Um, so how would you rate it? Taste it? The big cliffhanger, oh, real quick, sorry. though, is there's a Kryptonian pod that is on the Earth now, and she opens it. And she looks at it, and she says, like, oh, my goodness, or something. And huh. so we don't know what's in that pod. Wow. I'll give it a high taste it for the high, finale. High taste it? 
for the finale, but I, 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 I still, I still love the show. Right. I, I, I give the whole. It season. sounded like you loved it, but you just had like a lot of like little. Compl- There's some small issues that I right. had with it. Yeah. You think it's Clark? Superman. In that Superman. He, Superman became. Um, he couldn't even. Um, Battle Myriad. Myriad had took over him, uh-huh. and they said it was because his brain was too much like a human's because he grew up as a baby on Earth and he watched Sesame Street. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! So, so Kara. That's they, why. Kara. They, uh, they, they credit Sesame Street. They credit Sesame Street. Wow. I'm not kidding you. They said Kara, uh, Kara, because you know she spent like a lot of time on Krypton. Her brain is. You know, she was raised on Krypton, so she doesn't think like a human. Uh-huh. It's really weird explanations going on. <laughs> Another thing I don't like is, like, there's zero chemistry between her and Jimmy Olsen, in my opinion. I've noticed that. And they keep forcing it. Like, like these two have, like, this attraction, and, like, you don't see it on screen. Like, there's more chemistry between her and Wynn, mm-hmm. but not in a ro- romantic way, just, like, in a friendship way. Right. And so, like, I felt like when she was actually seeing... When Supergirl was actually seeing Kat's son in earlier episodes, they had great chemistry, and I found out the reason why is because they actually uh, are dating in oh. real life. Okay. No, actually, she's engaged to that guy. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I noticed that too about the show was that everybody else but Jimmy Olsen, she seems to have great chemistry with, and it's it's very interesting to watch. Even her boss, yeah. um, it, I can't remember her name right now, but Cat Grant, Cat Grant. Um, excellent chemistry, but every time Jimmy pops up, it feels like, ah, oh, God, it's out of place. Yeah. So I, okay. They're, they're writing, they are writing the male characters. How should I say this? Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to fucking say it. When you watch a lot of male dominated shows, the female women, uh, the female women, like female actresses take a backseat to some of the male actors in some of these shows. True. Am I right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I think that's what they're doing here. Okay. He's not a fleshed out character because it's like, okay, here we are. This is our empowered female. And so like the men kind of take a backseat to this. Right. I really feel that that's what they're doing here. He's just eye candy. But it's like, but yeah, but it, it, like if you're wanting to, Make a you can still flesh out a character, and yeah, I, he still doesn't have to be awkward. And exactly be in the background, exactly because like I'm not buying like that. There's any chemistry between these two, right? So, but you you kind of need that. You you need it with Superman to ground him with Lois Lane, and I think she needs it too. But if you know if they don't successfully pull that off, that could be a big hit. Yeah, but not with Jimmy Olsen. Not with Jimmy. Yeah, but something to where she yeah has a relationship. Well, sure, it's, it's just but. Yeah, there's got to be a really. I think every. I think every every show has to have some sort of romantic interest. I don't. I don't think you're. Oh, I can't wait to watch that asexual superhero. Right. <laughs> right. Oh man, I can't wait to see that dickless guy flying around. I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like if you're if you're if you're a, like an attractive woman and you're surrounded by attractive men on this show, of course you're going to be uh, romantically involved. Right. And, yeah, it's not like she has her vagina sewn shut. <laughs> if, you, right. if you think to like all the superheroes, the pop culture ones you can think of uh, others than batman uh easily you can think you know superman and lois lane Mm -hmm. you know flash has iris wonder woman steve trevor yeah exactly like peter parker and mary jane like yeah you can always pair up you know the relationship things all right let's let me bring this up since we asked since i brought that up all the people that were griping about superman rescuing lois lane in batman v superman all the time are those same people going to 
gripe when Wonder Woman has to rescue Steve Trevor in the Wonder Woman movie? That's a good fucking question. I... <laughs> Myself, I wouldn't because how okay, I... that's because you're a fucking you're a sexist. <laughs> Bullshit! Fuck off, that. <laughs> Obviously, what I was gonna say is like in Batman vs. Frank's like, hey, all you women need to be saved. Bullshit. <laughs> Now the only issue I had with uh, Lois Lane and Batman vs Superman was where he could hear her under the rubble, and he couldn't hear his own mother. It's not what I'm asking. No, right. I know, but that, it then don't bring. I don't know where you're bringing it up. Why you're bringing that up? Because I, I have a question, problem with it, but not along those lines. But Frank, I didn't open this up so you could bitch and moan about Batman v Superman again. I get it. You tossed the movie. I opened this up. I'm asking the question of those same people that argue that. Superman rescues Lois too much. Mm-hmm. Are those same people going to argue when Wonder Woman rescues Steve Trevor? Is that going to be an issue for them? Probably not. But I mean, you pointed it out in other times too. Like, you know, people hated the end fight with Batman v Superman, and nobody complained about the end of Guardians of the Galaxy when they, you know it's a dance off to save the universe. <laughs> um, you know, so it's kind of weird how people pick and choose, you know, the things like that. And I, I think they're both, I mean, Superman Saving Lois has been cited in not only the comics plenty of times, like Red Sun, but in uh, the movies, like, that they are clearly paying homage to during Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. And I didn't enjoy that Batman v Superman, but you can see the, the homage they're trying to play. Right. And it would make just as much sense in Wonder Woman. I mean, that's their roles. You know, Wonder Woman saves Steve Trevor, like, time and time again. So uh, I would hope, uh, yeah, I I would hope people wouldn't, but we know how dumb they are. Isn't that just what paints them as superheroes? Yeah, but it's not just, like, the one person they save, too. So I could kind of see that. But, yeah, there is that that relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why it wouldn't bother me, because it it happens both ways. Yeah, but 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 I you know what you're saying is the same people that are bitching about it now with Batman v Superman mm-hmm. and Lois Lane. No, yeah, they won't. Yeah, the no, they, will. They, they will not. I'm saying they're going to be fine with it. They yeah. will be fine with it. Yes, because they haven't seen it. It's an empowered female so it's, saving. It's like yeah, exactly. It's it's like it's like it's like it's, it's hypocrisy. If you're going, you know what I mean. It's like oh, Hippolyta. That's uh, the name of Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You, you mispronounced it there. <laughs> I've always said Hapatala. <laughs> but yeah, people people pick these battles and these these people that the same people that were bitching about that, they picked those battles so that they could get attention. It yeah. wasn't something that you really needed to nitpick if you read the comic books. She is a target. She's right. a target because she's with him. Exactly. Yeah. It's not that she's fucking helpless. She is helpless against a Kryptonian or it's somebody a, like that. Yeah. It's a, and it's what makes Superman human. Yes, he's an yeah. alien with a myriad of powers and everything, but he has a relationship with somebody. He cares about somebody. It's a human. And can we talk about in Man of Steel when she rescued him? Right? Can we talk about talk when, about that? Can yeah. we talk about how when she rescued him when they're up in the ship, when they're in Zod's ship, yes. and Superman is like in the restraints yeah. and helpless, and she rescues that's him? R- that's ridiculous. Ain't no woman need no man. She could be strong and independent without that Superman. I think she should have just left him. <laughs> <laughs> You go, girl. You do your thing, Lois. <laughs> Guys, okay. We gotta we gotta take a break, and we'll be right back. I'm fresh. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be fresh. 
Frost. Hey guys, we are back. You know what? Uh, we uh, just got done talking about. I just got done talking about the Supergirl finale. Yes. So what we're going to be doing? We're going to be talking about the last Flash episode. It was not a finale, mm-hmm. but my God, you know what? Like this is uh, this is definitely an episode that we need to talk about. For this sure. Last oh, episode. Yeah. So I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run around the room. Okay. Like literally, I'm gonna drop my headset. I'm okay. gonna drop this microphone, and I'm literally gonna sprint around the room like a jackass. Okay, all right. And then we're gonna talk about the flash finale. <laughs> Let me move some shit. Hold on. I just want some, I just want somebody to like like say, "Run, Brian, run, run." Do we count the laughs Brian, in your best Harrison Wells voice? <laughs> oh look, you got a tachyon like thing on your chest got, now. Like wow, yeah, yeah. I love it when he it's says a, "run." It's, it's a condom wrapper. Uh, my oh. bad. I thought it was another Flash thing, no, but it's a, that makes more sense. It's a condom wrapper stuck to my chest. <laughs> <laughs> it says Trojan on it, Ryan. <laughs> well, that was quick. I feel bad for her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, – you know what? I'm, I'm going to start off with Jay. What did you think about the last episode? Holy fucking shit. Holy shit, I love this episode. God damn. Wow. Um, uh, it, first of all, I love that it's called Flash – Okay, versus Zoom. The episode is called Versus Zoom. And I love this episode because we got to learn so much about, you know, Zoom. So it wasn't just this physicality of Flash versus Zoom and some kind of fucking brawl, which that was there, that was in this episode. Mm -hmm. But you got to learn so much about what differentiates the two. And I loved this fucking story. It was the darkest uh, episode I've ever seen on yeah. Flash. Um, Flash has always done a great job of melding that, uh, melding some of the darker elements with the, you know, more comical, lighthearted side of, of the Flash and his, his, you know, his buddies, so to speak. Um, but this was fucking dark as shit, man. And I loved it. Um, and I, I especially, because also, you know, throughout, um, these two seasons, they've built up some great villains, and Zoom is definitely one of my all-time favorite villains ever. I'm talking cinema, I'm talking TV as far as comic book movies and, and comic book TV goes. Man, I am so impressed with this. All right, so Tupperware? Tupperware the shit out All right, Ryan, talk to me about the uh, yeah, last episode. I I agree. This was a Tupperware right from the beginning, and like Jay said, it was, it, it's a dark episode, surprisingly for The Flash. Uh, but I love how right from the beginning, man, you tune in, and they're giving you like this backstory of Zoom, and it parallels uh, Barry's backstory, but it's a lot better darker man and and how all of his choices similar to the choices that barry could have made are like the dark and the wrong choices and it's for a villain that uh they've been building like you said for so long uh that is so cool like they deliver an origin story that just makes it even cooler and uh and i mean even the things i don't like about flash episodes they kept to a minimum on this and they really delivered on that that flash versus zoom so tupperware uh, all right, are you ready? Yeah, ready. ruin it for us. Come on. <laughs> <Toss> <laughs> the shit out of it. Yeah. This was my least favorite episode. Oh, this, really? This was my least episode, favorite episode of the Flash series ever that they've ever put out. Are you wow. serious? I am 100% serious, Ooh. and I cannot wait to get in here and dissect this oh. fucking turd of an episode. <clears throat> no. <laughs> it was absolutely horrific. It wow. was the worst episode, worst episode. Executed episode I have 
ever watched of The Flash. Okay. Wow. Horrible. That's surprising as wow. hell. Yeah. All right, guys. So at the, be good. we get the origin story of Hunter Zolomon in this one. Yes. Uh, where in an earlier episode of The Flash, I wanted to point out that they asked the question earlier on in the season, what if Barry wasn't adopted by the West family? He could have been evil. He could have been Zoom. Mm-hmm. That was a conversation that uh, Barry Allen had with Joe West, uh, his adopted father. Uh, and so uh, in this one, we get Hunter Zolomon on Earth 2 uh, watches his father shoot his mother in the face yeah. and kill her right in front of him. Yep. Yeah, Makes him watch, like grabs him. Yep. Bra- you stand yeah. right here. Dad comes home. Dad's wearing like the the fucking same helmet, pretty much wearing the same Jay Garrick Flash costume. Yeah. And uh, this this young child watches his father gun down his own mother. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so why he's evil now after watching that makes zero sense to me. Uh so yeah, okay. Let's let's get into it. He goes to an orphanage. He's yeah. then taken to an orphanage, right. and he grows up to be a serial killer. Uh, he's sitting in an electric chair and the uh, getting ready to be you know, killed, sentenced oh, to I death. I loved this scene. And uh, the particle accelerator on Earth Two that they've talked about in previous episodes goes off, and this is how he gets his speed powers. Oh, I, he he wasn't an electric. Yeah. Shock therapy. It was yeah, it's electric therapy, mm, and that's therapy. why I really loved it. Was uh, I was singing the Ramones song in my head? Shock uh, treatment. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. As, as they're putting them up to this, they'll they'll do the same thing in Suicide Squad. So evidently, a lot of people in DC <laughs> right. get powers from shock therapy. <laughs> right. uh, but but yeah, I don't know. I really did like the idea of like he's more unwanted in this ep- in this. I world. haven't even gotten into uh, what I don't like about this episode yet. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep going. All All right. Right. I want to hear it. So I'm totally fine with them totally changing the origin stories of this character. Okay. Uh, in the comic book, uh, Earth 2 Wally West is this character. Right. Uh, and Gorilla Grodd breaks his back and then uses uh, – and then uh, he uses the use of his uh, legs um, uh, to beg – like like he, he loses the use of his legs and then begs Barry – to use like the speed force and like give him the ability to walk again and Barry like refuses. Right. And like he finds a way and becomes evil in doing that. That's why he hates him so much. Right. Right. Um, I think that, um, with this, uh, introduction to this character, uh, as uh, Jay Garrick as zoom, I think that the writers wrote themselves into this story trying to outsmart everyone. I don't think that Jay Garrick was who they had in mind from the beginning. I okay. could see that too, because that this whole episode is kind of mm-hmm. fixing those. Explaining. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they knew who Zoom was going to be. Uh, I think Henry Allen left earlier in the season because he was originally going to be Zoom, and then everyone guessed that. Or then they also guessed that maybe like on Earth 2, Earth 2 Barry would be Zoom. Yeah. And then everybody guessed that. So then they changed it, and then we were left with Jay Garrick. Who had already? Who they had already shown Jay Garrick, his doppelganger, earlier in the season, on the park bench, and now we get introduced to Hunter Zolomon, uh-huh. and it's very confusing for me. And so uh, I think this is like they've kind of like backed themselves into a writer's kind of like predicament to where like okay, okay, where do we go now? And so then they come up with something called a time remnant. Right. So then they introduce the story of the time remnants. Mm -hmm. And it's like this time remnant thing. Number one, I think it's very confusing. Oh, yeah, it is. It definitely is. 
And I wanted to bring up a, um, a, a theory that I had actually heard from the, uh, the, the Flash podcast. Okay. Uh, they were talking about this and they said in the first few episodes, we see Jay Garrick, who is still Zoom. He travels to our earth and is looking to find a way to get Barry's speed. In the first, in the six months that he, that Jay Garrick disappeared from the future and comes back to that Jay Garrick and says, I have a way for us to win. Mm-hmm. So the, that, so basically, future Jay Garrick Zoom comes back, talks to the Jay Garrick that's in our time now. Yes. And says, I have a way for us to win, but you need to sacrifice yourself. You need to let me murder you. Yeah. So you let me kill you through the portal, like, ram my fucking hand, you know, go all fucking like like xenomorph fucking aliens and you'll <laughs> right, through watch, the chest. right through the chest. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll kill you. Uh, and then Zoom from the future will get Barry's speed. But the sacrifice Zoom, who is a time remnant, you will die. Okay. Okay? So that's his whole pitch to the other one, which is a ridiculous pitch, number one. It's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. (laughs) I'm going to be the Zoom that lives. You're going to be the Zoom that dies. Trust me, it's all going to work out in the end, buddy. It's a lot. It's very convoluted. It's a lot for, like, people to kind of, like, digest Mm -hmm. and try to figure out. It is. It's a very complicated We remember being introduced to those uh, remnants in the Eobard uh, Eobard Thawne uh, reverse flash episodes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So how does this all work? And this is just a theory that they came up with. Time remnants exist out of time. Okay. You can go back into the past as a speedster and die, but the present day Barry Allen still exists. Right. Even if part of them dies like Reverse Flash when Eddie killed him, but we saw Reverse Flash again this season as a time remnant, uh, doesn't hold with them. Uh, they can continue to live in the present no matter what that fate of any time of, uh, any of the time remnants are. Okay. Okay. So present, Present, uh, okay, so Time Remnant Barry Allen or Time Remnant Zoom, if they die, it doesn't matter. Right. Present characters, present Zoom, present Barry Allen still continue to live. Okay. Okay, so Time Remnants, when they die, uh, the present versions can still live. Does right. that Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes okay. sense. Yeah. They continue to live even if one ends up dying. So Jay Garrick on Earth was Zoom and... In those six months that we didn't see him, future Zoom came back and said, I need to kill you. Now, if a speedster as a time remnant dies, their theory was they became one of those ghostly black time wraiths that we saw you're saying right, like well, no, you should I mean, know this. No, I'm just saying you're that. Making, you're making me. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. You're making me and every other person that was watching this that thought, like, that's trying to piece this all together and not figuring this out. You're making us feel like idiots. You're it, just like, it, no, no, no. It's not a complicated right. It's it's that he was wearing a costume. The fucking ghost was wearing a flash outfit, and you know that's what I'm saying is that he was he was obviously one of them at some point. So he wasn't he wasn't just a ghostly image. He had like a flash costume on. No, 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 wrong. No, I'm talking about the time wraiths. That's mean, what I'm talking about. Those, those they yeah. look, they look like those ghoul ghosts. Absolutely, they the look time like wraith. a ghoul. But I I could see what James. He meant. had an outfit they, on. They had like something kind of on the face. It all was your great average out. watcher of this episode is not going to piece that together. Oh, absolutely. And and your average watcher of this episode. Um, it's 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 confusing. This episode was so confusing, Jay. It was confusing. Like you're acting like, oh, oh well, yeah, yeah, of course. He said though that Hunter Zolomon was the guy on the bench. That was Hunter Zolomon. 
from what he said in, a, that, in that episode. That's right, right, right. One, Hunter Zolomon. All of this stuff with Zoom and the time remnants and all that is somehow Earth 2. Mm-hmm. So to kind of put We've that We've been introduced it. to Jay Garrick and Hunter Zolomon. Yeah. Right. But as far as I took it, Jay Garrick was always a time remnant. Hunter Zolomon is the evil one that is Zoom and did all the bad stuff in Earth 2. He calls himself Jay Garrick because he's a sociopath. And, and you guys are just comes. piecing this together from watching that episode. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's all. That's all. Yeah. Jesus I was Christ. really into that episode. This episode it. was so convoluted and messy and fucking mm. like, difficult for me to understand. I, I mean, personally, for me, it explained everything in a very well-wrapped-up uh, way. Now, what you're bringing up really confuses the fuck out of me. It does. Yeah. Like, you're bringing up good points that, that make sense. Let me bring up another com- point that'll fucking, like, uh, it, it, it'll feel like a dick entering your brain, and, you just, <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, what's going on? I'm getting a fucking dick lobotomy right now. <laughs> yes. give, me, give me the pashu a lot. Okay, here lobotomy. we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Get ready for this. Okay. All right, Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick this whole time, as Zoom, his whole thing is he's dying, right? Yeah. I'm dying. Uh-huh. I'm dying. They've shut all the portals down. Barry's whole thing is like, let's go back into the porthole and defeat him. Right. Barry should be sitting back and thinking to himself, you know what? This fucker's dying. Let's leave the portal closed and let's let this fucker die. Why the fuck do I want to open a portal That's a great and let a guy come back and <laughs> regain his speed powers from getting mine when I can keep the portal closed and Harrison Wells on this planet, who still somehow can look at the news over on Earth 2, can just tell him. Right. Oh, okay. Looks like uh, nothing's going down. I think he fucking died. I, I, I think Zoom fucking died. I, 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 I think we could have just kept the portal closed and let Zoom die. Oh, that'd be of, a very boring season that you want to watch. No, no, no. Like. I know, but, you know, okay, let's go back to this. Let's just make it so that Zoom wasn't going to die anyway. Yeah. Let's do that. It, that's why I think the writers wrote themselves into a bullshit story. I think that Zoom was going to die at one time and all this other crap and blah, 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 blah. But... Uh, I think that Jay Garrick was going to die, but they didn't know that Jay Garrick was Zoom. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I I think that with the internet guessing who he was going to be, it totally changed the story. So you feel like them tying all of the... uh the V drug, the velocity. Yeah. And, and I think that Jay, was a- you think like, even though all these elements have been across this, this season, mm-hmm. you feel like they're just quickly throwing it together to like make an ending. I, I, I do. I, I like a surprise ending, right. a surprise ending and shock us because like if they would have made it Henry Allen, a lot of people had already guessed it. If they would have made it like earth to Barry, a lot of people already guessed it. And I feel like this was like a problem for Jay Garrick's character. Like Jay Garrick's character was dying and he, needed like a new velocity serum right but i think like once they introduced once like these characters who are brilliant cisco harrison wells barry allen himself caitlin all brilliant once that portal's closed they should have all looked at each other and said you know what portal's closed this guy's dying let's just let him die yeah let's just let him die that's a great point i think that like like the writers wrote themselves into that Mm -hmm. and it's like for me, it's just like, okay, I think that story would have worked better if Jay Garrick wasn't Zoom. If it was just about this Jay Garrick character dying on their planet and needing a cure from Kay- from Caitlin. Right. 
And then all of a sudden, like, we find out Zoom is like, you know, Henry Allen, Earth 2 Henry Allen or Earth 2 Barry. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's just like the, I think it's just like the writers just like trying to, uh, to, to shock us. And they wrote themselves into a corner and like, they're giving us a character where like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, there's, you know, and like the whole, the whole time remnant thing was really confusing to me. Yeah. So. Oh man. I don't know. I, I really loved it. And I mean, Oh, did you love? Did you love how they fucked him up at the end? Did you love the the cardboard cutouts of his parents? Yes, I did like that. That was ridiculous. It, it, goes, it goes back to all the Cisco training <laughs> scenes they've done per, before. Dude, Dude you, you're expecting a lot from a show that basically everything is explained by speed force and run, Barry, run. Like, uh, this no, show is like cheesy. And I guess I should. And it's great. Yeah, I should just. I I should be impressed that uh, Cisco went to Kinkos and had fucking. Uh, <laughs> Uh, fucking posters made of this guy's parents. Yeah, he's done it before for Barry when he was doing target practice. How did he get Dr. Light? How did they get pictures of Dr. Light from Earth 2 and all, all that? Yeah. I don't know, but Star Labs is onto something good. <laughs> they're, they're making good stuff at that laboratory. <laughs> Dude, wow, you, you are totally blowing my mind. You are totally blowing my mind because I, I don't know, like, yes, dissecting it, you're making great fucking points, and I can't defend against what you're saying. I don't. I have no defense against that. That's a great fucking point. Just, but I enjoyed yeah. the shit out of yeah. this episode. I can't I can't go against, like, how I felt. I loved, <sighs> like, I walked away from that episode being like, yes! Like, I didn't want to watch any more TV the rest of the night because... Right. I just felt if, if this great was about it. if this was if this was, you know, like Batman v Superman and this was the kind of issue we were having, yeah, I I would definitely pick that apart with you, but mm. I, I loved it, man, and I loved the explanation of who All Zoom right. was, man. All right. I did. <laughs> I can't help it. Another episode where people just love stupid shit. <laughs> uh, what about, uh, I mean, do you want to talk about, like, the buildup for next week? Or not next week, because they're always on hiatus. Yeah. But, like, I kind of am excited for... Hopefully not too many episodes, but the episode to come with, uh, you know, with Barry in his mm. current situation. Yeah, so, uh, well, let's talk about this real quick. Uh, we find out later uh, that Zoom has kidnapped Wally and is holding him. Yeah, this is the one thing I noticed. He's holding him for ransom, and uh, and the ransom is Barry's speed. Uh, we get Harrison Wells making this uh, solution to extract uh, Barry's speed on the treadmill, and... Uh, I, the entire time, thought that maybe he would, uh, I don't know, poison him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we were expecting that, too, but when we were no. watching. No, here's, here's Barry Speed. Yeah, safe and sound. Yeah, uh, Barry, yeah, Barry's go. the good guy. Why so, would he poison him? He so. just walks right into it like the rube that he is. Yeah, so Barry loses his speed, so now Barry has no speed. Uh, and also, my question is to you, how did Zoom get back to Earth 2 if the yeah. borders are closed? Yeah, how did he get Wally into the glass cell that he like, puts two. all of his people in? Because, oh, it, because that is true. Cisco is the only I person... I was so blinded by this episode. Yeah, Cisco's the only person controlling the portals, remember? Yeah. And he's freaked out by the fact that he can do it. But somehow Zoom got back home with a prisoner. You know, oh, kind of thing. fuck. And so I was wondering how they got back and forth. Yeah. I was like the like the whole the whole deal was like Cisco opening up the portal. They explained that a lot, yeah. And then like all of a sudden, like is the portal still open? Because they'd never explain it. God damn! I I was blinded. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I was fucking blinded. I was blinded. I just I, 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 I like stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, I did. I yeah. did. I kind of like. Some, somebody brought me that up when we were watching it, and I was just like, "Oh, Speed Force." 
It just read faster. It's That's this all. kind of stuff that keeps me from really trying to oh. go retcon this because no, like, it every, doesn't. No, 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 for real. Because you, like, you just go shut up. For every you gotta always turn it into you. <laughs> you're not, you've always got to turn everything into you. You don't watch Flash because you don't watch Flash. There are some great episodes. There are some great episodes. No, there are great. This whole season has been fantastic. I had I had one problem with this whole season, and it was this episode. The problem with you not watching Flash is you don't watch it. <laughs> it's like, so I go And the first, no, the first you're hearing of this episode or any episode before it is from this show. You have right. no idea what's going on. Right. So don't act like, oh, this is the stuff that keeps me from watching it. Because you don't know what's keeping yeah, you from watching like, it. You don't know Flash, motherfucker. You don't know Flash, motherfucker. <laughs> so, all right, let's get, Frank, let's get back on track. I want to hear from the people that did watch sure. it. Sure, go ahead. It's like DC's best thing. You should so, give it a shot. How is Barry going to get his powers back? How is Barry going to get his powers back? This is Jeff Johns has retconned the Speed Force from the original Mark Wade Speed Force. Yeah, he retconned it and he set it up so that the Speed Force was created by Barry Allen himself when Allen was hit by the lightning and got his powers. Barry is the source and the constant replenisher of the Speed Force. So if that if they are carrying that over from Jeff, Jeff Johns, that means that it's just going to take time. And Barry will naturally get his speed back. That, that was my first thought, is that they're doing the Jeff Johns explanation. Yeah. But what what if it is, like, Wally West that gets him his power back? What if they do the same kind of thing? Like, Wally West is supposed to be faster than well, anybody. Well, once people figure out that they figure out that they're going to use Jeff Johns' speed force setup, once they figure that out, they'll, they'll probably give you give us that twist. Yeah. Because they don't... I've, do you see what I'm I saying? I see what you're saying, damn it. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see it at the time. You're going on about the, the convolutedness kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't I see it at the time. But one thing that you brought up, and it is a simplified explanation of how Zoom got back, was the speed force. He can yeah. go faster than ever now, so he can get back to where where he was on Earth 2. Well, not he, he didn't have that speed when he kidnapped uh, Wally the first time, though. He kidnapped Wally. So now he does because right. of the flash. But Wally was in the glass cell. And when you see Wally in the glass oh, cell, yeah, yeah. that okay. is why right. uh, Barry agrees to give him the speed. So somehow they got to Earth 2, You're right. come what? back to Earth 1, You're right. then get all the speed. And- why didn't Barry, instead of fucking luring him into the room where they're looking at fucking uh, fathead posters of his parents, <laughs> instead of... Hold on. Instead of that fucking room, why didn't they lure him into one of those fucking glass rooms, the, one of those fucking prisons? Yeah, where they had reverse yes. flash just why? ago. Why? You've got, the, ago. you've got the smartest fucking people working there. Why didn't you do that? Instead, it's like, oh, okay, check out our fucking fathead posters of your parents. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to <laughs> They had to mind fuck them a little bit before the fight kind I mean, of thing. come on, dude. Dude, dude oh. this episode for me, I feel like I feel like it was such a great season. Yeah. Such a great season. And I felt like it missed on quite a few fucking, like, key, like, <clears throat> damn. Holy and you, shit. you think that really is because of fans? Yeah, I think it is. I really do. I think, the, I, well, I, I don't think it's because of fans. I blame the writers for fucking just not, just not make, doing a story that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I still think people would have been shocked. I think a lot of people still would have been shocked if it would have been Henry Allen or would have been Earth 2 Barry. Yeah. I still think people would have been shocked. 
it's just like they're introducing like rem- time remnants and doppelgangers and Earth One, Earth Two, Hunter Zolomon and Jay Garricks, and it's just like you got too many fucking Jay Garricks and Zolomons running around this fucking like uh, you know this piece, man. It really it, that's something I noticed. <laughs> even they it, do, man. Even in the do, first uh, <laughs> the first season with Eobard Thawne, reverse. Flash, like I felt like they definitely. uh, One thing they've done is they've taken a whole lot of the names from the comics, Mm -hmm. and they do spread them out or they mix them up. And now it's kind of weird that we're seeing Jay Garrick and Hunter Zolomon as like the same person. It's the exact opposite idea. Yeah, what they have been doing. Let's give him a beard and let's make him a serial killer. Right. (laughs) Uh, Okay. The first time we're introduced to Henry uh, to Hunter Zolomon, the fastest serial killer alive. Right. The first time we're introduced to Hunter Zolomon and he's sitting on like the park bench and shit, and we get the, our first look at it. Does it remind you of either a Subway commercial or an E Harmony commercial? <laughs> hold on, hold. I, yeah. I, I, I thought of like the herpes medication commercial where he, he's just sitting on the park reading the newspaper and like, it caused diarrhea. Yeah, well, don't you want to enjoy life again? <laughs> park bench has never been the same. There's like a brown, like a brown stain on it. Oh fuck! All right, guys. Uh, uh, I think we said all we're going to say about Flash. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Like, I, I really wanted to love the episode. Yeah, we could have had a Tupperware party and I'm you just sorry. poo-pooed on it. <laughs> no, hey, guys, don't get me wrong. I still love the Flash enough to watch it, right, Frank? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Frank's just like, that's my problem. That's why I haven't started watching. No, your problem is like, you just don't watch it. That's your I haven't heard anything problem. about it that made me want to be like, yeah, I need to really check oh, that out. dude. <laughs> You're a nut. It's Bullshit. fucking amazing. It is great. It's fucking, it, it's universally loved. Yeah. I don't know. To your loss, the, I don't know, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about over there? <laughs> it's on my list, but it's not high. I toss you as a, I toss you as a fucking person, Frank. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, person toss. Surprising, <laughs> Frank. I know you got to get going here soon. God forbid. Yeah. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> Checking your watch. I, I know. Yeah, no, no, you got to go watch the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he's gonna run home and get on his Hulu account. Start run, Frank. Run. run, Frank. Run. <laughs> No, I want you to talk about your good. I want you to talk about your good pot, bad pot for the week. A uh, pair of things that I've got. I, I just watched Balls. it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, watch, watched all of the second season of Better Call Saul. The finale was just this week. Ah, Better Call Saul. Yeah. You know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this moment. I'm going to take this moment here real quick to read an email. And then I want you to jump into your Better Call Saul review. Okay. okay? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Because we get emails all the time. And last week I asked people, you know, not to, to, to slow, slow, the, slow your fucking roll on the emails and get us, let us get caught up. Uh, Scott Schutte was one of those people that said, fuck you, Brian. And <laughs> sent an email anyway. He said, evening, Denzians and, uh, Denzians of the interwebs. And maybe Frank. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right. Shout out to Frank. <laughs> he says, just finished the season finale of Better Call Saul and was wondering if any of you have been keeping up with the show and what your thoughts were. I have been loving the series myself as Vince Gilligan is a master at using location as a character and mood creator. And it's been, uh, and it's been watching Saul and Mike interact with some surprise friends from Breaking Bad. Tupperware in my book. Let me know your thoughts. I have to go kick some meth heads out of my fucking yard. <laughs> Peace, Scott wow. Shooty. So talk to us here about your thoughts about uh, Better Call Saul. Jay, did you watch the entire season? No, no, no. I'm about halfway through. Halfway through. Yep. It's great. I mean, um, for everything that Fear the Walking Dead does wrong, 
this really does right in terms of a prequel story to an already established universe that was successful. Uh, because what we're exploring is things that really hadn't been touched on at all. We're looking at Saul Goodman's life before he was even Saul Goodman. And this season really just opened that up even more for him and also Mike. Uh, Jonathan Banks, who plays that character, and Bob Odenkirk, who is reprising his role as Saul Goodman, or uh, uh, Jimmy McGill, mm-hmm. as it is in, the, in, in this current part of the series. Uh, I think it's really interesting because you also have people who are already doing the right thing morally, and it may not be the right thing according to the law. Um, there, there's funny parts, and always those those include... Bob Odenkirk. He's always a square peg in a round hole, and it's hilarious. Jay, I don't know if you've gotten to the part yet where he kind of makes an ass out of himself at his new firm. <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, uh, I don't want to say what happens with you it. You can. But, That's fine. All right. Uh, he purposely tries to get himself fired, but he has to do it in such a way as to not violate his contract with this firm to where uh, he can retain his bonus that he already spent. <laughs> And it's fucking hilarious. Like, he comes in and fucking dressed up outfits. He plays the accordion in the office because his boss plays the fucking guitar to blow off steam. And he tries to say, oh, I'm just doing the same thing. He's fucking making an ass out of himself. It's right. But it's really cool because you get to see this real slow degradation into where we saw them in Breaking Bad and how they got to that point. And, man, it, it, every single one of these moral choices that both of these two real main characters have – uh, it really makes you think, like, what would I do if I was in that situation? Like, what's the real right thing to do? It may not be legal, but what's the best thing to do for, like, society or for myself so I can sleep at night? Or all parties included kind of thing. Yeah, and and it's really cool because uh, Michael McKeon, who plays uh, Jimmy's brother Chuck in the series, it's, it's funny because he is one of these letter-of-the-law types where – the law and the government isn't going to fault him. But he's a fucking raging prick throughout the whole series. Yeah, he and fucks it, over his brother big so time. many times. Yeah, he's and, the worst person. Did you watch the whole thing? I haven't watched all of season two, but I watched season one. And, like, the ending of it just left me, like, my jaw on the floor. Right. Uh, and, Stephen Hawking. And, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get my wheelchair over it. <laughs> but, um... Every single episode helps to point you towards that direction. <laughs> like, so what's the real right thing to do versus what's the legal thing to do? Yeah. And even the finale just tees it off. And I really want to say, because I didn't get a chance to talk about the Walking Dead season finale, this is how you do a cliffhanger. You don't hide the reveal. You fucking make yourself go, oh, shit, what is going to happen think, the next I, season? We disagreed with you. Yeah, wait. You, yeah? So you watched the Walking Dead finale? Oh, yeah. You I, sound, I no, you sound like everybody else. You, you sound like every other person on the internet. Hello, sheeple. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Regarding you sound like that, everyone else on the internet. Regarding that, I Tupperware the entire series and the, uh, the, the season up until that moment where they didn't reveal who died. That's it. That's my only bitch. Yeah, that. everybody instant gratification all the time on the fucking internet, yeah, right? You, you didn't care about the twenty minutes of that dialogue. Oh, yeah, it like amazing. Yeah, it's like it's like I thought it was amazing, except for the fact okay, that okay. they did they, not. They, they hid one thing from you. They like gave you all of this like awesome stuff, yeah. and then like left one thing. They're like, but hey, six months from now you get that, and you're but, just like, no, fuck you. No. <laughs> 
that's the thing. That's the thing. Is I still Tupperware at all? Even the finale. That's my only gripe. It doesn't do enough hey, to take away from that Tupperware. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I want to thank you for joining us as Negan. I, I want to give you your twenty minutes to make your impression to all of the world as like what kind of Negan you're going to be on The Walking Dead, and then we are going to strip you of that and have no one talking about that performance when we reveal that blank character is dead because no one would talk about the amazing performance of Negan. Yes. After we find out who dies, you are fucking just basically at that point negating everything, negating, negating <laughs> everything, everything that everything that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has brought to that character. Yeah, you should be what? excited that you get more of him next season. Absolutely, and not I am what? best actor on the no, show. You're not. You sound like all the sheeple out there. You sound like all of them that just want instant gratification. Don't leave me with that cliffhanger. I gotta know who dies. That would have affected you. That would have affected my bullshit. Fuck all you fucking people and your fucking. I want to know this. I want this. I want it now. I don't get to the fucking content. PCL. I sit here for a fucking hour waiting for you to get to the advertised content. You guys got haven't gotten to it. Fuck all you. Fuck off! Don't fucking listen if you if you know what if I haven't if I name the fucking if I name the fucking episode fucking uh, 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 shit stain and we don't talk about a shit stain the entire episode. Fuck you! If you're sitting around waiting for me to talk about shit stains, you're a fucking piece of shit. You're a shit stain. That needs to be the name of this episode. I, I'm gonna make it the name of the episode. Shit stain. Fucking people. No, fucking people, man. Am I right? Am I right? Fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking people. Okay, so, so, yeah, no, you, you better fucking... call Saul. Better call Saul. All right, better call Saul. <laughs> yeah, we better call him. <laughs> Get the... Like, like, and <laughs> Jesus, it, it's such a big moment that I really don't want to ruin it for you guys who haven't seen the finale. Don't. But at the very end, when you realize what Chuck is capable of and what lengths he will go to to put the screws to Jimmy... I mean, fuck the law. I, I felt like I, I feel like Jimmy's justified in the things that he has done and he is doing, and I wish he would go that extra step to put the nails on his fucking brother. Mm-hmm. Because this the, every episode this season, they show little glimpses of their entire relationship from the past. And m- at most turns where Jimmy has been there, yeah, he may have made some mistakes. He may have fucked up as a person here and there. But he's got his reasons. But he's, his heart has always been there for his brother. And his brother basically takes a shit on him and looks at him like he's a lower piece of life. Yeah, even so, though... Like the whole first season is him supporting his brother exactly. through this like crippling time. Right. And some yeah. of the fucked up shit is that some of that gets used. Yeah. Some of that gets used against Jimmy. And that is such bullshit. Right. Like I, I am so in his corner, it ain't even funny. I understand like what they're saying, like, oh well the law, like you, you you're really doing this or you're really doing that by by the strictest version of the law. Fuck that. Like, morality should have some of that gray zone. Like, what's really right and what's really not. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm so invested with this character. I didn't plan to be. Are they doing a season three? Yeah. I, I did not plan to be as invested in these characters as what I was because they were kind of minor supporting roles. And I had my doubts when the first season hit. I love the first season. The second season's even better. Mm. It, it, it's just really making me love these characters and care about how they got to where they were at in Breaking Bad. And we don't have that many, um, like pieces of, uh, Easter eggs and stuff. Some stuff that calls back to Breaking Bad, but it, it's useful. It's not there just because Breaking Bad was popular. Mm-hmm. It's, it's helping to drive the story onward. 
and I think is like the polar opposite. No, it's good. It's good that they don't use Breaking Bad as like a fucking crutch to the right. show. Right. Yeah. I mean, even right down to the fact that his name is Jimmy McGill in the show, it, it's its own story. None of the other characters, except for like two, you got Tuco Salamanca who was in Breaking Bad, and also his uh, grandfather. I can't remember which Salamanca he was, but yeah. before he was uh, enfeebled, somebody's in name is home. fucking uh, what Salamanca. Yeah. What's that name? Tuco Salamanca. Tuco Salamanca. Yeah. yeah, Tuco. Yeah, it sounds like a fucking like a vacation spot. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the wife are gonna be going to Tuco Salamanca. Yeah. He ain't no vacation spot, yeah, but he might put you away for a while. Sit under a fucking palm tree and drink mojitos. Fuck, this, it sounds tropical. This yeah, dude's crazy as fuck. And like the Beach but, Boys singing about Kokomo, you got fucking uh, singing about Tuco Salamanca. Have, have you guys got to the part in the season where Mike meets Tuco like face to face? I saw that. Yeah. I don't know, you but I'm, I'm calling my travel agent. That was fucking awesome. Oh yeah, where they went face to face and. Uh, uh, Mike trying to act like some fucking old man just not knowing what the fuck he's doing looks at this fucking major meth dealer and he's getting his ass beat for a purpose mm-hmm. and he looks at him and he's like is that all you got because right. he wants him to fucking punch him in eyesight of the cops so the cops bust him and it, it, it's really well written it's just like Breaking Bad the, like the quality of the writing but what I love about it is it's a new fresh story and I love the fact that it happened in a prequel that way you don't have to have watched Breaking Bad yeah. first to yeah. understand what's going on. It, it's one of the few things I will say that really stands on its own. Yeah. For a backstory to like this great like in-depth television series Breaking Bad, you can watch this without watching Breaking Bad. Yeah. And still love it. Right. So. I mean, you get the idea of like what a meth dealer would be like. Like like the stereotype or whatever but would be But even in your these mind. characters, like Saul and Mike don't show up until season three, mm-hmm. I want to say, of Breaking Bad. Yeah. So, right. like, that's kind of the thing is this is just like their own story completely separate of Walter White and all that yeah. shit has great writing with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and like the slow descent you see a guy who who's a lawyer trying to make his own way who when we saw him first in Breaking Bad he was already a scumbag exactly. lawyer he was pitched as not a criminal lawyer but a criminal lawyer a so how did he lawyer get to that who's point? a criminal exactly and it's great to see how he like bends the rules of the law to suit his purpose at the time. Mm-hmm. It's so good and it's entertaining. And Bob Odenkirk is hilarious. Yeah. And one of the things I was really surprised about is Jonathan Banks. Uh, for such a minor role as like an enforcer in Breaking Bad, I'm really endeared to him as a character in this series. It's almost like it's him and Bob Odenkirk who are the co-leads. Oh, yeah. Just like the glimpses at his family life or yes. how he takes care of his... Uh-huh. And and how it all cascades. Mm-hmm. How one choice leads to another choice versus a consequence and then how he has to deal with that to move mm-hmm. on. Next thing you know, you're in Tuco Salamanca. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking mojitos. Sitting pina coladas. You know. Getting guns knocked under cars. and Fucking getting hit in the head with a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking classic Tuco Salamanca. If you were ever a fan of Breaking Bad, definitely check this out. And even if you're not, like the writing, I mean, like, okay, so like people who are like into law and order and stuff could easily get into this because there's a lot of discussion of the law in it that would endear itself to that. If you're a fan of Bob Odenkirk, you owe it to yourself. Big time. Yeah. I I love Bob Odenkirk, man. See, that's the thing. I never watched Breaking Bad. 
And uh, this is more up your alley, though. Big Be- time. Better yeah, call yeah. Sal is Bob Odenkirk. There's a yeah, little bit of dark humor is. in Breaking Bad. There's a lot of dark humor and just humor. I think in I like Better both of them. To be honest, like, I, I, I watched the first episode of Breaking Bad mm-hmm. on Netflix like years ago, and it just didn't keep up with it. Yeah, and it's like one of those things that like got away with me. You know, uh, you know, you got a lot of things that come up. You know, you, you work, you're working, you're planning your trip to Tuco Salamanca. <laughs> There's a lot of things that come up in this life, and like next thing you know, you're not watching Breaking Bad. <laughs> I feel that same way about the Flash. <laughs> no way. That's exactly why I don't watch this. That's, that's a cop out. Frank, yeah, it, it is. It is. I'm going to call you out. I'm not going to listen no. to your bullshit. I'm not going to listen to your. Bu- I'm going to call you out when you're when you're when you're when, no when you're spewing bullshit and you're just trying to turn a conversation into you. Like this is this is the reason why I haven't been watching it because shit. I haven't heard any good things about it. What the fuck? What, what, what fucking interwebs are you on? All, all over this the fucking. Internet people are fucking like spanking it to this fucking flash show. Yeah. Like, where the fuck are you? Like, you and your uh, I don't get he, it. He hasn't heard any good things. Me and Jay basically just jerked it off yeah. for, uh, for 10 minutes, and then you came in and said bad things. And he's like, <laughs> this is why I don't watch it. This and, then is why Jay, I don't. and then Jay acquiesced. He's like, Yeah, you're blowing my mind. I didn't realize that it was no, such no, a good no, no. Just in that episode. Oh, okay. Just in that episode. All season. That season is all a great season. season. All season, I've been stroking it. Like, yeah. Like you hear one thing and it's like, now I get to say something. <laughs> <laughs> my name, my, my name's Frank. Quiet for ten minutes. I, it's my turn. I haven't started watching The Flash because I hear one bad thing. <laughs> it's like it's like your way to jump into the conversation. I'm just calling bullshit. <laughs> Better call Saul. I'm calling bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> it's good stuff. All right, real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, uh, one of the things that I like the most about it is in Breaking Bad, his name is Saul Goodman. Yeah. And in the first season. Get it. Get it. It's all Saul Goodman. Goodman. Oh, Saul Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and I mean, they had to spell that out for me in an episode where he's back in the day pulling his con artist shit. Yeah. And then that's what he tells people his name is Saul. It's Saul Goodman. What's the name of that, uh, that guy's name? Taco Salamander? <laughs> <laughs> Tuco Salamanca. Yeah, yeah. When you go there, it's right. all good, man. It's all good, man. And Tuco Salamanca. <laughs> Pitch my ten. Um, Fuck. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a break. I know you got to get going, Frank. Yeah. So I'm gonna have you say goodbye to everybody here, real quick. Goodbye, everybody. But I want to. I want to. It wasn't quick enough. I blew it. Damn it. I want to. I want to. I've never heard that before. I want to talk about something. Rate it real quick. I watched on Showtime. Dice. Have you guys heard about this? No. It's the uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, I was hoping that. I was almost going to make a joke. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is Andrew- it a documentary? No, 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 no. It's a, it's an Andrew Dice Clay's like kind of like a biopic s- sitcom. Oh, oh fuck! Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you, Jay. Hey, I'm going to rate this fucking you thing. You must be kidding me. Oh, oh, it's a fucking dossier. <laughs> Hickory dickory dock. This is as real as my cock. You tossed it? I fucking tossed it. Oh, no. I saw the pilot episode. It's fucking awful. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Damn it. It fucking sucks. Oh. Stick that up your pipe and smoke it. It sucks. <laughs> it's fucking. It's bad. Oh, that's it's unfortunate. Ba- there's a couple parts in it that like made me laugh out loud, yeah. but overall, it's it's really not a good show. So. Oh, that's unfortunate. But it was the pilot, so maybe I'll watch like the second episode. But like right now, go toss it. Oh, Ew. so. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Oh, this episode is nonsense. With, with more Andrew Dice Clay impressions. Yeah, yeah we'll be right back. <laughs> Frank, say goodbye. Goodbye. So every week, you're sitting there, you're listening to pop culture leftovers. 
You love pop culture leftovers. You listen every week. You're a dedicated fan. You're a dedicated member of the Leftover Army, and you're listening every week, and you're thinking to yourself, how can I help out pop culture leftovers? I like these guys. I want to help them out. How do I help them out? Well, number one, stop talking. You sound really nasally, and it's annoying. Number two, what you can do is you can subscribe to One Up Box, okay? All you need to do is go to oneupbox.com and sign up with the code POPCULTURE. What that's going to get you is you're going to get the first month for $9.92. After that, it's only $13 with shipping every month, okay? Sign up, see if you like it, check it out. Number one, you're helping out the show. Number two, you're helping out the show. Every one-up box is packed with pop culture, gaming, and or comic book-related goodies. Every month is a different theme to the boxes. There was a Versus box where you got a Batman versus Superman t-shirt that was exclusive only to one-up box. That's right. Every month, they guarantee a one-up box exclusive t-shirt that you're only going to find with one-up box. Uh, I got a red versus blue magnet as well. So I'm a big fan of the Rooster Teeth uh, DVDs. They're great, hilarious. So I got that magnet. It was very cool. So the first month is only going to be $9.92 with shipping. Uh, you just have to use the coupon, Pop Culture. After that, it's less than $13 plus shipping. So go to oneupbox.com, drop the code, Pop Culture, help out the show. All right, hey, we are back with uh, the longest segment ever for, <laughs> for good pop band pop. Still at the very beginning of the show, pretty Feels much. Feels like it. We haven't moved. <laughs> so uh, we're going to move on. Ryan, what do you got for us this week for good pop, bad pop? Well, of course, I got uh, my classic comic book corner, you know, bringing that in. I brought a couple titles. So uh, I figured I'd start off this week talking about uh, the totally awesome Hulk, ah. um, which is actually lives up to its name, written by Greg Pak. Uh, with art by uh, Mike Choi and uh, the color by Frank Martin. Uh, great team. Uh, Greg Pak is really well known for a lot of the Hulk stories in yeah. the last 10 years. Uh, World War Hulk, Planet Hulk. Um, he was with Jeff Loeb doing the, the Red Hulk, Green Hulk uh, thing. He was writing Incredible at the time. Um, so this guy is a great Hulk writer. I would put him right underneath uh, Peter David mm-hmm. as far as like great Hulk writers. I up agree, there. yeah. Um, so, and this story has been really interesting because like uh, most of all new, all different Marvel, we have a brand new Hulk. Amadeus Cho! Yes, which <laughs> is a favorite character of mine. Amadeus Cho was also uh, a character Greg Pak has written quite a bit and was a side character in the recent Hulk stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been... Actually, just loving this. This has you been know, every like time I great... open the book. I the first thing I say is like, "How Cho can you go?" <laughs> I say that every time, Ryan. Yeah, man, and Cho is is living it up with the art right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I I've loved this artist too. Uh, he used to do X Force. He did X Force way back when it was all bloody and there was multiple Wolverines on it. Um, but yeah, this Hulk book is is a lot of fun because Frank Cho is, is uh, not Frank Cho. <laughs> I'm sorry, Amadeus Cho yeah. uh, is uh, actually like the seventh smartest uh, person in the world. Like that's how they bill him. And and of course you're number seven when you're in a world with Reed Richards and and Ant Man and everybody else. Aunt May. Yeah, and, and, yeah that Aunt May. And she's definitely not smart. Hey, <laughs> um, but but yes, yeah, so Hank McCoy. This, Right, this has the been real a, McCoy. This has been a, a really fun adventure of, of like a, a smart Hulk. He is Amadeus Cho, and he can think things out. Um, but he does turn into a Hulk, and uh, his sister is kind of like flying a a 
a food van, basically, for mm. like, yeah, you know, like he can eat tacos whenever he wants because his sister is wearing an intercom, helping him fight bad guys, uh, flying a flying taco stand. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's all new. It's totally awesome. You know, um, but she's like the the guide, and she kind of keeps him grounded because yeah. every now and then he does get a little hulky. He he gets a little angry, mm. and he's not quite being uh, Amadeus, and so she's trying to like keep him uh, grounded, so to speak. And he feels confident um, that you know this Hulk will not come out. This issue, we see another character from the Marvel U show up. We see the Enchantress, mm. who has popped up in, in Hulk comics previously um and she it's kind of great because she's getting into amadeus's head and we're kind of seeing part of the backstory part of amadeus's childhood and what led to him being such a smart person how old is he he's still a kid right he's still it's like young adult i would say yeah you know i I don't somewhere between 18 and like 24 i would say like yeah he is young um but ridiculously smart kind of thing in that superhero level um, and one of the themes that's been going back and forth is they keep cutting uh, to this image of, like, Amadeus driving a car, like a big green car. And the first issue when you see that, that um, they cut to the trunk and there's, like, these monster eyes, these Hulk eyes peering out of the trunk. And, and as we've been going, uh, this Hulk character in the car analogy is kind of moving closer and closer to the driver's seat. He mm-hmm. was, last issue, he was in the back seat and mm-hmm. he sees him in the rearview mirror. And now this Hulk is sitting right next to Amadeus in the front seat, like reaching for the wheel. And so, uh, Enchantress is clearly trying to, to unleash this monster. Sounds like that country song, Hulk, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites, really. Yeah. Um, so I really love this issue and how it's kind of, uh, of not only building up, fleshing out Amadeus's backstory that we haven't seen a lot of in the Marvel Universe and uh, kind of showing us where this Hulk is going to be going for this first trade of things. Like mm-hmm. There is a lot of character development, and yet it is still a definitive Hulk story. It's been a, a blast, because not only is he now fighting Enchantress's monsters, um, but in previous issues he fought Fing Fang Foom. Oh, wow. He, yeah, and Lady Hellblazer, and gi- a whole like spaceship full of giant monsters. Yeah. Uh, so we're seeing classic Hulk action. Um, but with this new character behind it, and uh, I think it's really great. It's it's the perfect combination of new and old uh, for a totally awesome Hulk. <laughs> nice. I was I was excited when they announced that creative team. It's one of the books that I'm not reading though, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I wish I would have jumped on now. So yeah. Really, see, the thing is, it's like I I was really excited. I love Mark Wade. Uh, and I was on his Hulk book, but it just wasn't really living up to it. fell pretty quickly. Yeah, there were some good moments. And I'm not but... saying Mark Wade's not a great writer, because exactly. he is, and I gave him the benefit of the doubt, but it's just like Hulk is a very hard character to write for. Yeah, it's easy to just go right back to smashy, smashy, right. yeah. head right. hurt kind right. of thing. So. Uh, so. Uh, I see that you uh, brought Rick Remender book here. Yeah, yeah, Tokyo Ghost, and this is definitely up there. This is one of my favorite books coming I out. I think at the Jay time. would love this book. I bet he would. Um, Jay, if you want to take a look, yeah, it, please. Um, Tokyo Ghost is basically like a futuristic cyberpunk kind of idea, written by Rick Remender. Art by Sean Murphy, who's one of my favorites. Uh, color work by Matt Hollingsworth. Love Sean Murphy. Yeah, I, I'll pick up anything he does. 
Um, but it's really awesome. It takes place in the year 2089, and the world is addicted to entertainment. Um, and basically, uh, they just recently did a hiatus, and the first uh, arc is five issues long. Should be coming out in a trade. Series. I read the first issue. Yeah, it's it's great too because this is basically uh, like like I said, it's a cyberpunk world very similar to Judge Dread. It's like Rick Remender's Judge Dread. I would almost yeah. compare it to uh, with a lot of other like uh, social commentary mixed in there uh, with a fun twist. This artwork um, is amazing. Yeah, and this one's really great because right away we start seeing the villains, which are like these TV program stars. It is a guy in a giant pie suit and a woman dressed up like Miss Tuffet, and they have taken a whole bunch of hostages and are threatening to blow them up if they don't get what they want. Um, like I said, the world's addicted to entertainment, so these people have been funded for a while, and I guess they somehow turned their TV program into a terrorist organization. Hmm. You know, natural. Um, fun comic book stuff there. Um, and uh, LED uh, Dent, or Lead Dent, um, is sent in. He is like the Judge Dredd character, um, and he just starts destroying stuff right away. Um, there's guns going off, things blowing up, and they uh, are terrorists escape in a pie car. A car shaped like a slice of pie. Um, really hilarious art kind of thing. And he's going off on his motorcycle um, and more destruction and all that. Uh, they even like show... Has the- that character humanized a little bit more since the they first did. issue? In the first arc, he pulls off the helmet and the entertainment and everything. And you see him kind of become a human again with, okay. his, with his love interest. Um, because while he is one of the badass police, he's got a tech-free... like. W- practically wife like longtime girlfriend right she's sworn off technology and everything um but since she's still in love with him she kind of tries to help him through the chaos of like because like when i say technology is like a drug he's like plugged into like a vr like helmet thing yeah and there's just non-stop like feeds is what they keep calling him and, and it makes sense with the internet nowadays it's like he's got youtube and reddit and facebook up at all times and he's just like Going through those constantly, yeah, he's, and he's high he's on that. He's got fucking Pootie Pie fucking yelling <laughs> shit in his fucking head all day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd go crazy too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and it's great because, like, they, like, while trying to get away, they show the hostages, and he just drives his giant motorbike right through the hostages, killing all the innocent civilians. Oh, wow. Uh, before he kills, like, the terrorists. So, uh, it's just hilarious wackiness. Are um, you reading any other Rick Remender? Are you reading, like, Deadly Class or, like, uh, uh, Black Science? I'm going to go back and pick up the Black Science trades. Yeah. I'm, this I'm has picking, impressed me so much. I'm, I've been reading uh, Black Science and uh, Deadly Class, like, uh, issue to issue, and they're, they're fantastic, too. Like, Rick Remender is doing a lot of good stuff right now. I must say, this is a very explicit comic, though. I mm. do kind of want to put that out. It's like the perfect uh, comic for you fuckers who listen to a podcast with uh, too much cursing. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it's... Fuck me, fuck, fuck, shit, shit, fuck. Uh, like, if the the ultra-violence wasn't enough, like, they go to uh, Flack, who is, mm. like, the, the guy who runs all of this entertainment world, and he never wears pants. Every time this character is involved, <laughs> there's that. dick shots. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then to kind of show his power that he has like uh people just want to fillet him like this guy throws the tv interviewer throws the mic down and just like gets Holy a whole shit, mouthful i'm like seriously looking at a panel where a guy's got his dick out yeah and there's <laughs> little sound effects next to it that say glop 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 because <laughs> you can imagine no that. it says glurk mork <laughs> yeah 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 he, he's just inhaling that oh man you know what <laughs> We lost Prince, and he gave us he gave us the sound of like what a dove sounds when it cries. Right. 
the sound of a guy going down on a, an elderly man is Clerk Moore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sean Murphy, for true art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Uh, up there with Prince. What's up with uh, Saggy McGee up there? Yeah. Got boob arms? That's just Sean Murphy's <laughs> thing. The background is always filled with like other gags and laughs and weird mutant things. So uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, one of my favorite comics, and I'm bad. I'm glad it's back on the shelves after that hiatus. Oh, awesome. Looks great. I yeah. got to get caught up on that. I read the first issue, and I've got the rest of them collected. Oh, good. Yeah. It real, like, like the first issue kind of like reminded me of like Blade Runner. Yes. Oh, that's something I compare it to. Yeah. Also, so you'll love it when you get to Neo Tokyo and all right the other on. like themes they show. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you have anything else for Good Pop, Bad Pop? I did have a TV show. This is something that Jay brought up a while ago, and a bunch of friends have recommended it to me. So uh, I figured with Watchathon going on, if you like have Comcast or like any network, I think DirecTV also is, has it where all the premium channels are pretty much yeah. you can watch them now. Yeah. Or HBO Go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, this is HBO's uh, Vinyl. Oh yeah. Um, it's uh, executive produced by Martin Scorsese and Mick Jagger. Also, he also is the executive producer over the music. Yeah. And it, like, I, if I were to sum it up really quickly, I would call it uh, the Wolf of Wall Street meets a record company mm-hmm. kind of thing um, it's your typical HBO show you got a gratuitous amount of tits and drug use and all of that stuff um, but it's really gripping because it takes place in 1973 uh, the head of this uh, Richie I believe yeah, it, Richie. The, yeah. the head of this uh, the, this record label um, and that they're about to sell everything they're kind of following through they're losing Led Zeppelin to kind of give you a grip of where they were and where they're going um, and he's like just he was a, a an addict who wasted a lot of their money on on cocaine and things like that. Um, and so he's got a struggling marriage, a struggling company, and he's just trying to somehow rebrand himself at the same time that like punk rock and uh, and like hip hop and a lot of things are emerging in the music world. Mm. Um, so it's a it is a really fun series, of, like this drama. Uh, of this guy's life falling apart but at the same time um you see like all these rock and roll elements uh to it and uh, it's a two-hour pilot though it's mm-hmm. a long one i wish yeah. jake was here so i could hear his groan <laughs> yeah. right now um and, and it weirded me out because i think halfway through the pilot i was like am i watching a fucking movie like yeah. how much longer are we going like yeah. this has me gripped right here but that is the thing like uh, easily for an hour and 45 minutes, I was on the edge of my couch, just like, what are they doing? Like, the music, like, I'm bobbing my head to the music. It's getting me into every moment. I'm sad when this guy is, like, going and, and buying cocaine, like, again. Like, yeah. like uh, everything they explain. Ryan's actually, so, he's actually snorting lines. Yeah. Well, I wanted to live, I wanted to live the show beat for beat. Fucking, he's got like hookers in his trunk yeah. now. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Shit, your whole life is like fucked up, dude. I just don't watch this show. <laughs> I, I can quit vinyl whenever I want. <laughs> I was really blown away, and I would say I would nearly Tupperware uh, that show um, until like the end of it. The end of the pilot almost took me out of it when the building the collapsed. surreal element. Yeah, because yeah. like. All these people are pretty much at a New York Dolls show. It's rocking. They're glitter everywhere. They're swinging their heads. And the the main character is watching 
a giant crack, a stress fracture happened around the entire building. Yeah. And like pieces of the ceiling are falling down. Nobody cares. All these these rockers are so drugged out or something, they're just into it. Yeah. And the whole building collapses. And I'm like, what kind of weird surreal moment is is did this happen? And in later episodes they do mention it. Like, mm-hmm. yes, that building fell apart yeah. while a band and people was playing and people were watching it and That's like a huge tragedy. That should not just be swept under the rug. People die. And we quickly, (laughs) we quickly move on to the MC5 and, and Grandmaster Flash and all this other stuff. I was like, that that was a little weird. Um, but the, like I said, the casting, uh, is amazing. I really love these characters. Um, and the music is great. So definitely a high tasted for this. Mm. I've watched. Ray Romano is fantastic. That was my, the first note I wrote down. On this was I just watched Ray Romano do coke off of a record. Exactly, <laughs> he is he is phenomenal. Like right away, I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. So it had me hooked, and it is funny because I feel like it, certain parts of him shine through. Like, yeah. in the next episode, he's laying in bed with a broken nose, but his wife keeps bringing it up, and it takes me right back to Everybody Loves Raymond, where he's just like. Uh, I got rear-ended. Uh, he's just trying to end yeah. the conversation. He's like, yeah. I don't. It's it's no big deal. And she's like, Oh, but well, now we gotta call this person. We gotta call. This. <laughs> she's like, Oh, just leave it alone. I'll do it in the morning. And uh, that's funny. Yeah. And so uh, I really love the casting. I and yeah, it it is just a great show. I know, like Jay, you're, you're pretty into music too. Yeah, you dabble a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it really spoke to if you have any interest in. in and music as a whole, and, and love that. You'll yeah. probably love this show. For sure, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Any fans of, of rock and roll history are going to enjoy that. Yeah, because yeah. I really, I do love how they mention, like, Led Zeppelin, or they mention uh, certain figures that you know. They put it a uh, timeline, like, spot there. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the nasty bits are clearly, like, an analogy for, like, something like the Dead Boys or something along right. those lines. Like, they're, it's not direct. They didn't scour through history to find the perfect character yeah. to fit this sitcom. You don't know, you don't have to know rock and roll history to appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they take enough liberties and add enough things that it's just a fun show to watch. Yeah. You think Greg from your podcast would call Led Zeppelin Bread Zeppelin? <laughs> That's probably an easy mistake he would <laughs> okay, make. <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh, so check out Vinyl. I'm definitely going to have to check it out now. It sounds like something I want to watch. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to the Pop Culture Leftovers news. All right. I guess I can't play. That. No, we're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hear all about it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What the? We'll be right back. God damn it. <laughs> I'm- all right. What the hell? Once again, it's time for the Pop Culture Leftovers news. <laughs> Yeah, 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 read all about it. It's a lift of a news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. Apparently this news is supposed to be gangster as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's a lot to, that's a lot to like deliver on. You know, what if I, what if like my next story was like, uh, live action, uh, My Little Pony. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you gangster. It's hey, not man. Gangster. Hey, you don't know My Little Pony. <laughs> Anyway, news coming. You can eat the rainbows right out my ass. (laughs) 
News coming out from uh, the Hollywood Reporter uh, that I want to share here. Paramount Pictures and Hasbro are embarking on a new universe of uh, interrelated characters and stories. The studio, which is already in the process of expanding its Transformers universe after four movies based on uh, the Hasbro toy line, is announcing a new deal with Hasbro on Tuesday that will see Paramount and all Spark Pictures Hasbro film label build an interconnected cross-property on-screen universe featuring characters from five of Hasbro's other brands. Whoa. G.I. Joe, Micronauts, Visionaries, Mask, <laughs> and Rom. <laughs> Holy shit. Ma- Mask is Mask. one of these? Mask. <laughs> Mask, the mobile armored like, strike like, command. Hey, yeah. G.I. Joe is like the only one out of all of those that that I feel like is semi-relevant. Oh, Mask is relevant? Like, oh. Mask is relevant? That's like 30 years ago, man. I love did, Mask. It was oh, so... Oh, I fucking love Mask. <laughs> well, Rom, we, we, we're going to get Rom the Space Knight. Yeah, that doesn't make much the, sense. No, no, it's a cyborg from the planet Galador. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I hope, have you changed your mind? I have, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got the Micronauts now with him. He doesn't even need Jay, this. Jay, I have the Micronauts. Do we really need but... to see a motorcycle turn into a helicopter? <laughs> I, I mean, is it relevant? Uh, yeah, I guess fe- relevancy is not the issue. And we, okay, so basically like a, uh, a Ferrari, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, seagull doors go up, and now it can fly. Right. <laughs> That's relevant? I believed that when I, I was just, a kid, yes. It's mad. And, like, Anything's G- possible. <laughs> it's going to be so weird because I can see them almost starting off and like, there's G.I. Joe and I get it. It's it's army guys and they're doing mm. army things like an action movie. And then you get like the mask guys coming down with their like transforming things. Uh, it, yeah. it just feels like they're, they're doing like diet transformers <laughs> and throwing all these other flavors in there. I feel like it's like, okay, G.I. Joe failed. Yeah. One did. and two. And it's like, okay, what other crap can we throw in there well let's throw in our micronauts visionaries mask and rom (laughs) you're really digging at the bottom of the barrel there but hold on who do they have working on this according to the hollywood reporter pulitzer prize winning author michael shaban and saga and why the last man writer brian k vaughn no way and Guardians of the Galaxy co-writer Nicole Perlman are on board to develop these interconnected movies. Ooh. <laughs> you, ooh. That, that, I mean, it's great names attached, but yeah, like you said, why are they tackling this? Why are they? Why do they want to be a part of this? Is it a money thing? No, if you're going to say, no, like, hold on. If you're going to use the words ooh, it should have been after I fucking announced what properties they're using. I like Mask. I fucking I'm not gonna, <laughs> I like Visionaries. No, I love Mask. I, I like lo- Mask. I love Mask and I love G.I. Joe. Yeah. But, like, I, like, honestly, like, combining those with Micronauts, Visionaries, and ROM, all of it seems a little too ambitious. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna say ooh there, cause like, that is crazy. But if you're telling me you've got fucking, uh, Saga, uh, Brian K. Vaughn involved in this, as, as well as like, uh, Nicole Perlman from Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, wow, those are some great creators. Yeah, great names. Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn worked on Lost, but I mean, I didn't love Lost, so mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. He worked on, always... uh, Under the Dome as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, yeah, great names. I'm not, I'm not discounting that. But for them to be on board with this property, like I said, I love Mask, I love Visionaries, G.I. Joe, yeah, they're pretty cool. Well, I, then I, hearing these names attached to those things that you love, you should be saying fucking awesome. You should be like G.I. Joe and the, say gung ho. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, 
I feel like uh, <laughs> it worries with, me. with these bottom of the barrel properties that they're trying to bring in. They really need like a huge name to like knock it out of the park because mm-hmm. clearly like Rom is not carrying this movie franchise. No, you need like a name to come in here. Hopefully they got who's, the star who's, power. Who's like the one last guy beating that fucking Rom drum? <laughs> I don't know. Who's that one last guy out there that on the internet being like, God damn it, finally a Rom? About time. That Wilderness John, man. Rom, <laughs> Rom the Space Knight. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> what I've been waiting my whole life for. So, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, that's a weird. That's I, a, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of like digesting that weird combination. I, I honestly thought like if you're going to have like an interconnected universe, let's not throw in Micronauts visionary mask with G.I. Joe. Let's have a G.I. Joe and Transformers team. Yeah, up. that would actually make money. That's the obvious choice. It's, I mean, I have the comic book. I have yeah. the comic books. With I have those as well. Yeah. It's like, come on, let's do that. And, and like, finally, we can make, like, the humans interesting. Yeah, true. Because, like, I don't care about Mark Wahlberg or Shia LaBeouf. No. In Megan these, Fox, don't forget the most important one. They are just, like, background. She man. shows more skin than the other two. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, it's one of those things. It's, like, I, I think that this is a, another misfire, even though with great names attached to it, I think it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, and I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Some of the properties are intriguing. Ah, you just want to see a flying car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he heard that mask, and he's like, I'm all in! <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking a mask, man. You just want to see that, that, that green motorcycle go all helicopter. I do, and I, yeah, I want to see the lasers on the side of the Lamborghini, you know, with the flip-up doors, because that's amazing. Dude, 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 <laughs> dude, the whole, the whole, the, the, the whole, like, that motorcycle, like, okay, picture this. If you didn't grow up in the 80s, if you're younger, if you're like Finn Dietz Creek or some shit, <laughs> you didn't grow up in the fucking '80s like me and Jay. One of the greatest cartoons Check existed. This. Every fucking okay, hold on. Let me let me let me let me let me explain this. There's a fucking there's a fucking motorcycle, and then uh, in the motorcycle, it, it, it like like uh, it like like a fucking helicopter. Yeah. Fucking like uh, what do you call those little the fucking propeller? Things? Propeller. Yeah, it just shoots right out. It like, shoots pick- up. It shoots up, and you got a propeller like propelling above you. Yeah. Okay, so number one, you're supposed to be like talking to somebody, maybe through like an intercom. Yeah. You got. Going on the entire time above you. Okay, okay. Let's say you run into some Jane danger now, Jay. Yeah, danger. You, you run into danger. Okay, any fucking like uh, any jet, you're gonna hit a button and there's gonna be an ejection seat. Yeah. <laughs> you hit the ejection button in this, dude. You're, you're just fucked. Yeah, you're you just fucking you just fucking you're in the now you're in the salad tosser. <laughs> I, I think you're underestimating just how powerful those masks are. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> they oh. can fly right through blades. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's, it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. (laughs) Dude, dude, dude. Just like Flash, I'm going to explain this to you. It's a, it's a motorcycle that turns into a helicopter. Yeah. Deal Mm. with it. It can fly. (laughs) It's a flying fucking motorcycle. It's cool. Dude, the visionaries, did they have like shields or some shit? What was that all about? They had some shields. Like hologram toy? I yeah, they had, they had those holograms on their chest yeah. or shield. Right. Visionaries. I don't, I don't remember what the fucking stick was. Yeah. <laughs> but something with the vision within that hologram right. gave them power. So. Oh yeah, that's, I'm sold, man. That's a great special effect for today's age. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> Very affordable. <laughs> Can't wait, man. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. 
can't wait. I don't care if they fuck up that universe. It sounds stupid as fuck <laughs> to begin with. It's gangster as fuck. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Let's move on to Marvel news. <laughs> Helicopter. <laughs> What do they call it? A hella chopper? Hella chopper. Hella chopper. Yeah. That makes that makes a hell of a lot of sense. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel news. news. Yeah. Alright. We got a Marvel email from Ryan Wheeler. Um uh, <laughs> 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 That name wasn't that funny, Jay. Actually. Sorry. Actually, no, Ryan's a cool guy. Ryan's actually from uh he's from Pekin, Illinois. Ah, Pekin. No. <laughs> the lovely Pecan, Illinois. Oh, Pecan, <laughs> Illinois. He's, uh, he, he lives in Pecan, Illinois. Yeah. He says, first, just want to say that I'm a new listener to your podcast and I'm and, uh, very much enjoying you guys, uh, your laid-back style. Uh, I am the host of a newly launched podcast myself called Red E Review. Hmm. It's, it's red a hyphen in the letter E. Red E Review. I had a thought about your discussion involving Robert Downey Jr. in the solo Spider-Man film. Uh, what would you think about Tony Stark playing a minimal, almost Alfred-style role? The only involvement would be Spider-Man coming to Stark Tower or wherever and seeing in Tony working on something. Uh, maybe a couple ten-minute scenes and uh, on the last scene Spider-Man comes in, suit torn and beat up saying he may need help. Tony tells him, sorry, you're on your own, kid. And in classic Tony Stark fashion, gives him a brand new and improved Spider-Man suit. Maybe the Iron Spider suit, if it isn't introduced in Civil War. Wouldn't even have to see the Iron Man suit in action, but still gives the Tony Stark appearance and humor that the film may need to get viewers. Thoughts? I, I think you already said that. I mean, I, Me? I, I yeah, I mean, I think that Jake, no, Jake no, 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 no. Jake, Jake was kind of arguing. Mm. A, well, uh, he didn't necessarily. Jake didn't want him in there at all. He didn't want him in there at all. But for, I, I want another. Jake's like, I want another Spider-Man movie. You got five of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want one more? Yeah. They have, they're not working, Jake. Right. Jesus Christ. And, and you got five. They've had five. Right. And you want one? Oh, let's do it one more time. Because they've worked out so well. It's six times the charm. Six times the charm is what they always say. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. But, but no one, no, you especially did not say you want an extended appearance of Tony Stark's Iron Man. Can I say it now? Yeah, say it again. Yeah, no, I'll, I do. You want an extended Yes! Appearance. You think you're kind of on with this guy? Fuck where you want to be a huge Fuck everybody saying they want their fucking Spider-Man movie. Those fucking Spider-Man movies... Most of them are fucking crap. Well, <laughs> shut I, the fuck up. I mean, come on. We've got fucking five of them, and they're not doing what they need to do. Let's have fucking Robert Downey Jr. come in there and pump new life into this fucking well, shit. Well, you get your way. You're going to have Robert Downey Jr. in there. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. I don't see, like, 30-minute screen time kind of thing. I I, I think he's tr- going to be trailer bait kind of thing, and maybe we might get 10 minutes, you know, maybe one or... Two of these scenes at Tops where either Tony flies in or, yeah, you see him maybe outside the suit. But All I think right, it's well, just going to be a glimpse or that something may be for the what trailers. Happens. That may be what happens. But you know what? Hey, Brian, what do you want? What do you want, yeah, Brian? What do you, what do you want, Brian? What do you want? Have him in their old goddamn movie. I don't give a <laughs> shit. You want to have Spider-Man sw- just web the boots and just, like, tag along? Maybe it's Iron. from behind. I want Iron Man in every goddamn scene of the fucking movie. <laughs> I want it to be Iron Man Homecoming featuring Spider-Man. No, it's like, I don't understand this whole thing. It's like, oh, it's a Spider-Man movie. I, give me a Spider-Man movie. And it's like, P- 
people have gotten that. You've got five of them, yeah. and apparently Sony's not happy with that. So let's have fucking Iron, let's have Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. usher this character in. If he's in there, the if it's a fucking Spider Man Iron Man team up movie, I'm fine with it. I think I, a team up would be awesome for that's Spider-Man. fine. Yeah, you know, I don't need, I I don't have to have him in every scene of the movie. But you know what? If he's in a majority of the movie, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to be like, well, damn it, they didn't give me that Spider-Man movie I wanted. I've had five of them that you fucked up! Right. I think the only thing is, though, is, uh, like you said before, it all depends on how well Tony and, and Tom Holland yes. meld in Civil War. Agreed. Because cause I don't want it to be like, oh, Tom Holland's a shitty Spider-Man and we got Tony Stark here. Or right. Robert Downey Jr. is the crutch, yeah. the, the great actor kind right. of carrying yeah. the yeah. show. I, I'm hoping he will be like that thing that elevates it. Like no. they work well together. I agree. If it's great chemistry, then it's deserved. I, th- I think that it would be a great way to like kind of like just – and I'm not saying that I don't like Spider-Man, you know, the Raimi films because I, I did enjoy those. Right. Um, I, I did enjoy them. But like there's only as far as you can take that story. Story. And I think yeah. that this is a new story to tell. And I think, I think that like there's no better way to usher this in than to, I think, I, I think they're really actually going, I think they're doing the story so, I think they're showing how much love they have for Spider Man. By doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We want Spider Man to succeed for Sony. We want this to be a billion dollar franchise. You know what we're going to do for you? We are going to show you how much faith we have in this character by not making any money at all. Marvel Studios is not going to make a dime. Mm-hmm. Not going to make a dime from a Sony Spider-Man film. Well, except for on toys. Well, I, yeah. They, they side things. So bring sure. Some, sure. But... Does does do people buy a lot of those? Oh Iron, yeah, the kids, Iron Man, Iron the Man kids toys? are going to go crazy for yeah the Avengers. Okay, like yeah, like there's always a, a whole lot of toys that come from each but of these movies. What I'm saying is like is like the, the actual movie itself. Sony's going to make all the money. Yeah, Def- the big the billion dollars. Yeah, that all goes that to all Sony. goes to Sony. Like like Marvel Studios is coming out. Even though they've worked out a deal, like Marvel Studios will get all the money for Civil War. Mm-hmm. Sony not a dime, and. Same thing goes for this. And Vice versa, yeah. Yeah, I think like for Sony, it's just like, let's usher this fucking kid in to the universe and Marvel's saying, well, here's our here's our most popular actor. Yeah, and that's really great because unfortunately in previous superhero movies, like, yeah, you get your superhero and then it's almost the villains. Like, those. that's all your superpowers is your one hero and whatever two to four villains you get in a couple right. of movies. Like, now we can open up a brand new franchise with superheroes already there. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is going to be, like, thrown into a world where you have Iron Man already. Yeah. And then whatever villains and stuff. And I think that's going to bring a level of excitement that we haven't had in these 20 years of, of superhero movies. I think, I, I think that's a great point. Uh, you know, that you don't you don't have to retell all of these setup stories for Spider-Man at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's set up with Civil War. Yeah. So then, therefore, they can bring him into this new element that's way more exciting 
Then, How much time do we have left with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man? Yeah, that's another yeah. good point. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like if you don't do it now, like while he's still kind of like in his prime, it's like you'll never get this team up movie. It's a wasted chance. It's a wasted, yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like, just like I said last episode, it's like you had in uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, you had like Han Solo saying, oh, I like this kid. So basically giving his yeah, stamp like, approval. You're not going to have Han Solo, you're not going to have Harrison Ford yeah. playing Han Solo for right. the, the next 10 years years kind of thing yeah he's handing the torch over to finn he's handing the torch over to ray and Mm -hmm. saying he likes these characters and like for us the audience watching like one of our beloved characters giving his stamp of approval on this character it's the same thing here it's like well audience have been burned by the andrew garfield spider-man here's here's robert downey jr his movie did 1.3 billion Mm -hmm. here he is hanging out with this character ushering him in no i i don't just want 10 minutes I don't just want 10 minutes of Iron Man in this. I think we need, I think this needs to be a team up movie. And I want to see these two. I want to see, I want to see if this kid can hang with Robert Downey Jr. this entire movie. I want to see if this kid can, if him and Robert Downey Jr. can have the banter back and forth and hang this entire time. Yeah. I think it'd be great experience for him. And I think it would be a great experience for us as the audience. Yeah. Why, why, why not give that to us? You know what's really great that I just thought of? Cause uh, obviously Spider-Man, one of his strongest things is the quips, the commentary that he provides, like us as the audience yeah. and stuff like that. So by the setup of having Civil War happen, a movie that already has its own franchise right. history set up, uh, we're throwing Spidey in there. Now we're going to go to the Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man is the voice that we hear most of the time. And we're going it, to, it'd be a lot like the Deadpool idea where Peter Parker or Spider-Man are able to make these jokes about, you know, Iron Man, about Shellhead, about may, maybe he'll mention a Hulk and crack a joke and we don't have to have Hulk on screen. Yes. But suddenly all of that, that door is opened up. And it, it'll be way funnier than what Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield had the chance yeah. to do. I love, I love the way you put that, man. Yeah. Just having, uh, hearing Peter Parker crack jokes about, you know, Iron Man. Yeah. Be brilliant. Yeah, exactly. We didn't get that in any of those five no. movies we've had yet. No. So now we have a whole new universe yeah. and we get to see a more fleshed out Spider-Man. We don't have to do this every movie. Like, this is just to usher the character in. Yeah. And yeah. it's like Spider-Man 2. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I hope they do such a good job that Jake does get what he wants. Exactly. Mm. But I, I think that like if you if you go with the same formula that they've that they've gone with these past five movies, we're gonna have the same problem. Yeah. This they need to do something different. And I, I love the fact that like Marvel Studios is like, you know what? Sony, we are gonna go we're gonna we're not gonna give you Thor. We're not gonna you know, like here's Chris Hemsworth or or you know, here here's no, we're gonna give you our flagship actor. Mm-hmm. Here's Robert Downey Jr. In a movie we're gonna make no money off of except for maybe merchandise and right. other things. Which is small potatoes exactly. in the long run. Exactly. So here you go. Here is our guy. Dude, no, I don't just want ten minutes of Robert Downey Jr. in this. I want a full blown Give me this experience of these two characters hanging out and having fun and cracking jokes together. And that's what I want, man. I, I think it could be really deep, really emotional. People love stuff like the, 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 the TV show, the original TV show, The Odd Couple. Yeah. Where it's like you've got like this, uh, really clean, neat character and then you've got like this other character that's like, you he's know. He's a slob. He's a slob. Yeah. Like here we go. This is like, this is mixing. Like here we go. We've got like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Robert Downey Jr., he wouldn't be Generation X, would he? 
No. But this is almost like, yeah, kind of like Generation X with the millennials. Yeah, yeah. Or exactly. Like, or you know what I mean? He's yeah. like, you're going to have a, a, a established Robert Downey yes. Jr. who, who in his own ways is going to be rigid, probably compared to Spider-Man right. at least, is going to be rigid to this young yeah. kid who's figuring his own way about right. doing these same things. But they both have tech. We've seen from Civil War the Spider-Man goggles, the yeah. eyepieces. And yeah. we, we have a good idea that those are going to be actual web shooters and yeah. even a utility belt. So we can kind of see I, they can compare their fucking outfits yeah. right there. Like, and, and how did he come to make a utility belt? How did Tony make you know the gauntlets and things like that? I don't, I, so for me, it's just like I, I, like I don't understand – See, for every other movie, it makes sense. Like, if somebody's saying, like, okay, like, I, Batman v Superman, I don't want it to include, like, all these different characters, because I don't want it to be, like, this, I want it to be Batman v Superman. Like, I understood that complaint, Mm -hmm. but, like, you're five movies in on Spider-Man, and it's just not working. Yeah, if they had done five other movies where it was Batman and Superman, and they all sucked. Yes, Then, yeah, bring in the, the... Bring in the Justice League, we gotta do it. But like, it's like we've had five Spider-Man movies, which they've done well, but they've already gone that course and they figured out like it always ends to this one. But we can't go any farther. Right. We, uh, okay, you kill off Norman Osborn in the first movie. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, right. let's, let's, it's like Batman killing off the Joker in the first film. You, you, if you keep going down that road and you, it, you're going to run out of your rogues gallery. Mm. And the next thing you know, it's like Spider-Man's fighting like uh boom. Rhino. Yeah, like... <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Rhino is great. Not in the movie, no, but... Not in the movie. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I, I feel like... Uh, I, 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 I disagree with Jake on this one. I, I want a lot of Robert Downey Jr. interacting with Spider-Man. It, it could movie. be done well. It has a lot of potential. Yeah, You can't... you. Uh, and you know, to that point where Jake had his such such a strong view on this as you did, I think I'm leaning more towards you on this because for it, this next movie, it's necessary. just for this next movie. It, it opens up. It opens up it's his an, world. It's an olive branch to right. the viewers that have been burned by the last two Garfield movies. Right, yeah. and you don't have to do three movies of setup to get to that point. Mm-hmm. It's at that point after Civil War. So in a way. Jake's complaining, okay, well, didn't they already do that in Civil War? They introduced him. Isn't he already there? Mm. We don't need another movie with him and somebody else from the Avengers. But in a way, it's a blessing. It takes care of all that setup. It sounds like the investors are so impressed by the interactions that they watched between Spider-Man and Iron Man. They're just like, oh, my God, let's make a billion-dollar movie and put these two together. Let's keep it going. Let's keep this going. It sounds like the people that have watched the movie are sold on this relationship already. Right. Let's keep this gravy train fucking, fucking chugging. That's the fucking setup. And then you can bring you can bring it in into the next solo Spider-Man film in a way that broadens that scope in, yeah. in such a great way that you don't need to tell it over. You know, you don't need to set up his origin. You don't need to explain like where he is in that point. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like a like a who needs the origin again? Right. It's it's just like Batman. I mean, if right. we took if we took that Batman story, I don't need that setup again of who Batman is yeah. in this greater expanse of this universe. Right. It's awesome because that's already taken care of with Civil War. Can we talk about uh, Batman v Superman? Fucking, <laughs> hold on, hold on. That fucking uh, we saw that you know like the uh, like Martha Wayne uh-huh. and, and that whole like uh, the scene with the pearls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He shot her in the face, dude. I know. <laughs> I know. It, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he did. Hold on. You saw the gun. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's it in the pulled, necklace. So, pulled, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It could only have been the pointed. Only, the only where place that bullet's going is, like, directly in fucking Maggie's face. Right. Martha. <laughs> Martha. No, Maggie. Maggie. Oh, the actress. Walking Dead. Her name's Maggie. <laughs> right. That's right. 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 But yeah. I think I think with this argument, I'd be cool if it was a cameo appearance. Nah, appearance. That. But I get what you're saying. I think you're cheating audiences if it's a cameo. Yeah, and, and you're cheating Civil War. What is the importance of Civil War? This this is the importance. Your flagship character, your Superman, your Batman is Spider Man in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. You have that set up in Civil War, so you're cheating that by saying none of those characters are going to be greatly involved in his life at this mm-hmm. point. There's a reason he was brought into Iron Man's team in Civil War. So there's got to be some kind of connection no, it, oh, between the it's two. It's like it's like this. It's like this. It's like Karate Kid Part One. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mr. Miyagi's there. He's helping out fucking, you know, Daniel's son. Yeah, Daniel's son. He's teaching him wax on, wax off, and all that other bullshit, right? Yeah. Right. But it's like, in the second movie, you're like, well, I, I don't need, I don't need Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, I got it, bro. I got it. <laughs> Fuck you, Miyagi. You've taught me everything uh, that I need to know. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, uh, we're watching Ralph Macchio, like, Rocket Solo. No. I need my Miyagi. Yeah. And just like this, man, I think that fucking Robert Downey Jr. is my fucking Miyagi. Ah, that's and great he's comparison. The, he's the mentor. Just just for this first movie. Right. And, and then It doesn't need to be yeah. every movie, but it's def- like you said, it's going to open up the doors. Yeah. It's going to make this one start off with a bang. It's going to generate interest for continued Sony yes. movies to come. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is a brilliant idea. I think it really In is. In all ways. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not going to depend on one audience or the other. That's, that's a big problem in these movies is that it, it either depends on the comic book fanatics, the people that actually read the stories and made this thing possible, or it's it's the bigger masses yeah. that they, are watching this. Well, because, what's also great, I think, is the idea is there are plenty of Spider-Man fans out there, people who buy any and every Spider-Man shirt, toothbrush, yeah. whatever crap they can. Um, so you're going to obviously have a Spider-Man audience, and now you're dragging in the whole Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, which, like you said, is is a big population of people. So they're not there without Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a great like melding of, of audiences for to hopefully get the bang that they're looking for I, I, I and create so. better stories in the long run. Yeah, without that, we will not get those cool stories that Jake wants. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen because they're looking at bigger, bigger, you know, uh, rewards for what they're putting out. Yeah, because like once you establish, like that's all I'm saying. Like once Robert Downey Jr. is in there, we've now established that this is all part of the Marvel Cinema U. And then in that solo Spider-Man movie, he can still be cracking jokes. Sky's about, the limit. Yeah, he can make a joke about Star Lord, make a joke about Thanos, like, mm-hmm. and, and because you've established that it's all together and it will work like even better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's official now though. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. has been cast in Spider-Man: Homecoming, and I, for one, um, don't hope it's just a cameo. I hope that uh, he gets a media role in this film. So, uh, Marvel Studios and Humans movie has been pulled from Disney's slate of movies uh, in 2018 and in 2019. Deadline is claiming that the movie has not been scrapped, but it, it does not have a release date. 
the reason for this might be that Disney is looking to go forward with the Indiana Jones 5 movie. Hmm. Uh, uh, with uh, And that is official. That is going to happen. Uh, it looks like uh, Spielberg, no Lucas, but uh, it looks like that movie is going to come out in the next few years. Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison Ford returning. Hmm. Uh, and that might be the reason that we're not seeing a, an Inhumans movie. I, I really don't have a lot of opinion on this. Um, I, I, I think it's gone. I think, you think it's done? Uh, because like we've brought up many times before, uh, TV and film when it comes to Marvel, like Ike Perlmutter and, uh, and the Jeff Loeb camps, they are very split. They are not working together. And now I know a lot of you people who do did love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are are waiting for the payoff and, and <laughs> an Inhumans movie. But the movie companies don't care about that. Look at look at all the excitement they're generating with Robert Downey Jr. Look at what they're generating with Civil War. Look what uh, with a. Uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two, yeah. like all of the, they they've got it down. They know how to make money. And Inhumans, really, like your weird cosmic X Men team, I, that is a, a big gamble, and I don't think will work as well as all these other things that they have in the pipeline. Do you think it says that like Marvel and Fox have been working on a deal? I, Do you think that that's happening in the in the shadows, like I, Marvel and Fox? I, re- I read it more as a disinterest, but that would be great. That is the best thing to come from it. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I, I feel like they've they, at first it was a battle between mutants and Inhumans, Fox versus Marvel. Yeah, and now that is not on the plate because they have they they, they know what they have. They don't need to battle. Fox Studios yeah. with their mutants and inhuman storyline. At first, it was that because you know uh, Days of Future Past was so fucking great. It brought up that enthusiasm mm-hmm. for okay. Well, what about the mutants in the Marvel universe? Mm-hmm. So Marvel's like, well, we got Inhumans, and that's going to explain all that. But now it's like, well, that doesn't matter because we have something great already. We don't need to compete. But they've already introduced guys. Inhumans in Agents of Shield, so it's that's like- where it's going to stay, though. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah. That's the thing. It's like. While granted that would have been a great payoff if you were enjoying the TV show to yeah. finally get a movie or something to kind of come into that, like they don't need it. The people are watching the TV show. People are watching the movies, and, and that's another thing: the connectivity between the two. The excitement was there at first because we thought they were going to be greatly connected. Yeah, right. And now the fact is, is that they they don't give a shit about each other. Right. They're not relying upon each other. So. That inhuman storyline does not need to happen in the in the MCU. Yeah, and and like those of us who follow like the articles like this, we've seen it going on. But right now, they still it's the perfect time to pull the plug on that. They could just pretend like it never even happened, and your people go into every Marvel film. Frank's never gonna know. That Inhumans movie's not happening. He's going to think they're doing a great job the whole time. So, you know, it's the perfect timing to kind of pull it off the the calendar. It's true. All right, guys. There's a new article from Cinema Blend that might tell us when the new uh, Wolverine movie takes place. Uh, Guys, remember we got Wolverine 3. It's untitled what the title's going to be. But James Mangold's coming back directing this movie. He did the last one, The Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Producer Simon Kinberg recently said... The Wolverine movie takes place in the future. Okay. End of quote. So it looks like that Wolverine 3 movie could be what everybody's saying. The rumors. The old man Logan film, according Mm. to this statement. Um, I I think that's where they're going, man. Yeah. Yeah. We just reviewed this recently on Comic Slaws. We kind of brought it back up. uh, But yeah, like... 
once again, when you're getting into the rights and everything, Old Man Logan's great as a Marvel story. It's yes. like a what if, like Marvel, Mad Max, like possible future kind of thing. And the great parts of that are Hawkeye, our Spider Girl, uh, Red Skull, all characters that Fox has no rights to. <laughs> yeah. And I know even Mark Millar has come out and been like, well, it's really just a Wolverine road trip story. As long as he pops his claws, it's still my story. Yeah, but see, the thing is, he's talking about like older, he's talking about like other X Men showing up yeah. in this. Like, okay, here's like old Cyclops. It's like, well, the, see, the thing is, it's like the cool thing about Old Man Logan is like, Wolverine is the one that kills all the X-Men. Yeah, yeah, the basis of the story is they come and they hire Logan. They they need him. And he's like, yeah, but I don't fight anymore. I don't pop my claws. Something happened, and I'm not going to fight anymore. He's right. a pacifist. And, like, and yeah, and you, you just said it. Like, the something happening was he was tricked by Mysterio into killing all of the X-Men. Right. Yeah. Like, that's why the X-Men aren't around. And it works in Marvel because you still have plenty of superheroes after the X-Men. Like, he can right. still operate in a world of, of hulks and supervillains and things like that. Oh, man, I love the hulks in yeah. that story. Yeah. If you take that away, I, I'm, I'm not into it. Right. You take the Hulk away from that. One character. Yeah. So it's like, story. how are the you... baby Hulk. Yes! <laughs> how are you supposed to be compelled? How are you supposed to follow this old man? Like, oh, oh, he killed his wife? Like, thanks, every Wolverine story <laughs> I've ever read. Yeah. Like, I get that. We like, get no Punisher gang. No! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like there's you can't so replace those items, and and Mark Mark Millar, if he's but, saying that, isn't giving himself enough. Well, credit. Mark Millar just wants to see his fucking uh, yeah. name attached to a movie right. and get a paycheck. That's sad, man. And but so it, that's why he's gonna put his name behind it. Yeah, but even true. Mark Millar, if you fucking like put a gun to his head, he's gonna be like, yeah, this story does not work without the Marvel universe. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, and he will get book sales from it too. Like sure. those will come back into print and yeah. everything. Yeah, no, no T Rex with the Venom symbiote on it. Exactly. Yeah, like, no, that's awesome. Yeah, yes. There's so many great moments in this. Yes. Like, and and, uh, and and I know Civil War is not going to be beat for beat to the comics. Suicide Squad isn't going to be beat for beat. Yes, the movies can do something different. Uh-huh. But if you're playing up a name like that, yeah. if you're you're selling it as Old Man Logan as such a great comic, how? It, other than, it might as well be a geriatric in a wheelchair. Yeah. You know, that that should be Hugh Jackman's next role. Like, I, I call it Old Man Logan. I accepted Days of Future Past, even though they had to make... I accepted it that Logan was the main character. Yeah, it wasn't an easy pill, but the, it, it worked was out. Not, it, it, it was out. not an easy pill. But it's like, you can't, like... Who, you know, it's like the the actress that they had as Kitty Pride is like not like the main act. Like yeah. it's not a huge she's not actress. carrying the film. She's not carrying the film. Yeah, and so that you have to make sacrifices where sacrifices have to be made in the cinematic universe. But for like this is like you're not just sacrificing like 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 who the main character is. You're 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 still giving that character like. You're sta- you're sacrificing every other element of the, the story. That's the only thing they the have. Yes. The only thing they have is, is the Logan. main character. Yeah. Every other element of the story it has right. to be altered and changed now, and you're still calling it like Old Man Logan. Right. And and the thing is, is that the Old Man Logan story, Old Man Logan did not make that story awesome. It's not like uh, it's not like Frank Miller's Dark Knight, where Batman made that story awesome. Right. It is the fact that Logan was a minor player in this yeah. awesome he's, story. He's finally <laughs> reacting. To yes. this world that formed around him, yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, exactly like 
I don't know how they could do it. So who are they going to have in this movie? Superhero Hype had an article, and the title was, Which X-Men Character Might Make Her Debut in Wolverine 3? Uh, producer Ky- uh, Simon Kinberg said, uh, Oh, I already read that. The Wolverine movie takes place in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it looks like Wolverine 3... Uh, like I said, could be Old Man Logan. So here's who they were claiming that's going to show up in this movie. Though it remains unconfirmed, we've heard that the mutant X-23 <sighs> will be making <laughs> the worst. her feature debut and will join Wolverine and Professor X for their journey, uh, journey into the sequel. Oh, so we need two Wolverines? This is just a handoff to... The anti oh, yeah, Hugh so Jackman. You're right. Yeah. So if Hugh Jack, if this is Hugh Jackman's next film, then that could be their passing of the torch to the next right. A female. She's. I don't know. No, but, just have just have like just tell Hugh Jackman that like, dude, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to work out anymore, and and you're you're going to be approaching fifty years old. You don't have to be like this. Had this strict diet. We're going to go the Ultimate Universe, and you're going to be Cable. Right. Uh, which which I would be fine with. That could work. That'd be yeah. fucking awesome yeah. if he changed into Cable. There's plenty of futuristic X Men storylines they could do. Yeah. Like which was almost my hope when you read that, but I know exactly wh- where the rumors are going and everything. But you're right. Yeah, I wish they would do more of a Cable or a Bishop story. And, and- and I don't want to say I hate X-23. I, fuck, I, I will. I'll say it. I don't hate <laughs> X-23. I fucking love X-23. But this is not – this is obviously a passing of the guard to a new Wolverine. I hate X-23 too. I hate the look of the character as well. Uh, yeah. I enjoy her. She's, I think she's cool. You know she was made for, for the cartoon. It oh, yeah, yeah. Wolverine and the X-Men I believe yep. is where she was introduced and yeah. then they brought her into the comics. But you're, you're fucking right. The Cable Wolverine storyline is one of the coolest goddamn story. I love Cable. I, wolf, I love Wolverine separately. No, but it's, it's, like, it's like here we go. It's like we're, uh, Old Man Logan. Like we can't talk about introducing Red Skull. We can't talk about Hawkeye. We can't talk about Hulks. We can't talk about the Venom symbiote. We're talking about fucking bringing in X-23 at this point. It's like, come on. That doesn't enhance the story at all. Because they do have a whole roster of X-Men, and out of everyone to pick, like, X-23 isn't near as strong. Like, you said, Cable! Yeah, Cable, goddamn. There's so many good ones that we haven't seen yet. And I know they got plans for him in Deadpool, but still, there's a giant roster Who do you want to see as Cable? Ah, damn. I I still want to see Ron Perlman, man. I'm probably be good. For some reason, Kevin Nash keeps coming to mind. I, uh, Kevin Nash looks great. Yeah, yeah I loved yeah. him in, in that Punisher movie. So I mean, talk I about like, do it. like the end of my cable run with the fucking silver covers and shit like that. It was Kevin Nash. Yeah. But, yeah. goddamn, that, that, Ron Perlman's a great fucking choice. I, he could definitely cut, the, as far as the dialogue, yeah. and like give it the acting chops he, it yeah. needs. He's yeah. gotta be, he's gotta be something. He can't be, you cannot fucking short play who Cable is, and my opinion. And uh, I know you guys haven't seen it, but I've seen enough of him in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. He could totally deliver the, the cable lines. He's got to be it, that wise fucking, but also hard-edged. He could, yes, he could be very soft-spoken and hard yeah. at the same time. So He's perfect. Ron Perlman would be perfect. I think Ron Perlman would be really great. Yeah. I do. Um, guys, we had talked about uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones actress Maisie Williams possibly showing up in Pacific Rim Two at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it looks like there's a rumor that she could be attached to a superhero film. Uh, check out this article from ComicBookMovie.com. Three weeks ago, a number of casting choices for Fox's live-action New Mutants movie were revealed by HitFix. Fox quickly, Fox quickly issued a statement refuting that rumor, uh, leaving fans in limbo. Uh, Entertainment Weekly recently caught up with 
Game of Thrones star Maisie Williams and asked whether she has been cast as Wolfsbane uh. in director Josh Boone's X-Men spinoff. Said Williams, I can't say much about it at all, but I would absolutely love to be a part of it and to be a part of the Marvel family. New Mutants looks absolutely incredible, and I've always loved the idea of spinoffs, and director Joshua Boone is incredibly talented. So, yeah, sign me up. So, um... They say technically she's not part of the wolf, uh, part of the uh, Marvel family. Uh, let's see here. They said uh, she doesn't outright squash the rumors. Mm-hmm. It's li- it's a likely indication that there may be some validity to Hitfix's report. The site mentioned Wolfsbane is joining uh, is joined on the New Mutants team by Magic, mm. Storm, Wow, Storm, Cannonball, Mirage, and Sunspot. Great team. Uh, That's the New Mutants. That's a great team. James McAvoy's Professor X will also have a presence in the film. Guys, um, Maisie Williams, uh, she would be the first time I probably would enjoy Wolfsbane. That is not a character I love Dude, come on, I love Wolfsbane. I I don't know. (laughs) Come on. Out of all the new mutants, she's a little too preachy for me kind of thing. I love Wolfsbane. But but she, that's the thing, like her, like, she would bring the parts that I love out because, okay. like, that character has their violent impulses. Like, right. that character is perfect for what she does play in Game of Thrones. Okay, I get so, you. Yeah. So she would do it justice, I believe. Um, I think the Storm thing is interesting, throwing her in there. Yeah. Because they don't have – I mean, we haven't seen the Storm from Apocalypse yet. Right. So no. I'd almost think she would and be she's young, thing. but she's right. young. She's very young. Uh, it's uh, like we're not going Holly Berry with this one. Right. Like this girl came from like a, a Disney show, mm-hmm. right? So she's young. And uh, guys, magic, yeah, magic, yeah. I can't, I can't believe guys, I- magic is like one of my favorite fucking right. mutants. These are all ever. legit mutants. But the reason I bring up Storm is because I feel like it's a well. This is a new team to movie audiences. Yeah. Movie audiences aren't going to know who these yeah. iconic characters are. So but we if, got Storm in there. If Fox can introduce Negasonic Teenage Warhead, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then they did it successfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, she looked like a new. Mutant. I, I want. I want a new mutants movie. I do. Yes. That would be brilliant. After yeah. X Men First Class, like that's all I've wanted. And, but that's the big thing. Like, could do you think they could do Chris Claremont justice? Like the, uh, that classic '80s run. Have they yet? Because it sounds like the team they're picking is right out of the '80s. The team is great. Yeah, that is definitely a, a fucking top notch. Yeah, that's it. That would be my dream X Men movie. Hearing uh, that roster, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, I'll buy the tickets right now. I don't know. I think some of I, mm-hmm. I do think some of X Men: Days of Future Past touched on a lot of what I liked about Chris Claim uh, Claire, Claremont's yeah. work, even though you know. I still think that, the, that there's a chance if they bring it back to that basics, which I think New Mutants is going is oh, yeah. to do. It'd be just like Days I of Future hope, Past. I hope bringing about a new team that doesn't understand their powers, doesn't understand how to use them, that's the perfect way to introduce that kind of storyline. But we can still go one step further, and they're kind of doing a lot of things that are right about our superhero movies because you're, you're bringing about a second X-Men team 
in an established world of these X-Men. Yeah. So, and like you said, so we're still exploring these powers of a new team, yeah. but we don't need a whole new origin story. We are just jumping in. Jump right in. Jump right, right into magic, Jump man. Right into you magic. get all the magic you want because we you. don't have all to the, explain it. All the magic you want and you thought you knew trouble. No. Who wants to see, uh, who wants to see a, uh, origin story for six, seven characters in one movie? It's ridiculous. Let's just jump into, Let's just jump into the school. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Let's let's jump in. Let's just see McAvoy being fucking Dumbledore and, and, they don't and even jump have... into this fucking yeah. school. And I, and I want to see these people not understanding their powers and being oh, yeah. a troubled environment. I want to see fucking magic like one second like ending up in another dimension. Yeah. And like other characters going to that dimension with her, and being and then, like, "What the fuck?" And then having to fight and shit. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah. Because magic, like you know, like Marvel Studios has Doctor Strange, but another character who I think is just as cool is fucking Magic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Bendis wrote her as a Sorcerer Supreme in one of the uh, alternate futures. She was a Sorcerer Supreme. And, yeah, they go to a future timeline, and and yeah, she is wearing the cape and everything, and God, she God, yeah. You could do all I, of that. Magic is like one of my favorite mutants, and if they fuck her up, I'll be pissed. But if they can like nail the casting and nail that character. Dude, and and visually, fucking, I want to see like a fucking badass chick holding a sword that's bigger than her. Yeah, yeah. And here's what's cool about her: is she's separate from all of the other X Men. All the other X Men can kind of like relate. Colossus. Well, besides it's her, Colossus, it's her brother. Besides Colossus, yeah. Everybody else can kind of relate she's, to each other. She scares the other. X-Men. She's in a realm of her own. Yeah, yeah, in more than one way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So that's 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 an intriguing character to not fuck on, like yeah. not shit on that character. Does she have? Does she have any ties like with her origin to like Mephisto? Yes, Me- he's come up in stories before. The, there's an exact yeah. demon that they reference that the sword is made of and stuff yeah. that is different from him. But he has come into play. Like her they or- both competed for. Limbo multiple times. Yeah, like I've read up on her origin and shit like that because, like, I haven't care- I haven't followed the character from her beginning, mm-hmm. but like I've read up on her origin and shit. And her origin story is it is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so much different from any of the other mutants. Like mm-hmm. she is a magical being that is a, a you know so called mutant. And, yeah. and like you're hitting on, she almost drags them into the rest of the Marvel U. She does it of, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Which is awesome. They have to encounter things they wouldn't normally because of the situation that her powers present. And that's but what she's, new- a, she's also helpful, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's very helpful. But that's what New Mutants should be. You have this hindrance, yeah. but also this awesome like helpfulness that they have. Like They can save the world, but they, call, they can also destroy it. Yeah. That's what New Mutants should be. You know, X-Men's so set in stone that when you see an X-Men movie, you expect that. You expect these heroic people but now you have new mutants with this this really troubled yeah and they don't understand they're each other figuring things out they're trying to figure out new mutants right yeah, and they really spell out that because like i think a thing the x-men are always trying to explain is the fear the public fear of them whereas yeah. like like you're saying the new mutants fear themselves they fear each other right so it really does drive the theme home and you can actually see the movie from their perspective yeah man 
I'm, I want a New Mutants movie Me now. too. <laughs> Me too. I absolutely do. And that's like another reason like I, I don't want to see Fox and Marvel come to a, any deal anytime soon. Yeah. Like, you, you want Fox to exhaust these things that they kind of have? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, you've already you already sold me. I was a big fan of Days of Future Past. I, I really enjoyed the film. I love Deadpool, and I feel like you know, I, I want Fox to be able to be able to put, get to the point where they can put out two movies a year. You know, I mean, I know Gambit has been put on hold now indefinitely, and they recently lost Doug Liman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys heard that. Yeah. Like we were like originally we had Matt Reeves directing it, and I was just like, "Oh fuck, that sucks." He was an okay, okay director, and then they like up that, and they're like, "Oh fuck, fuck Matt Reeves." We got Doug fucking Lyman, and I'm like, "Holy shit, Gambit's gonna be awesome." Mm-hmm. They lost Doug Lyman, yeah. so Gambit's like on hold indefinitely. We don't know if we're ever gonna see that Channing Tatum Gambit movie. But I was I was really looking forward to this year. We were gonna get like three, three fucking. Fox mutant movies with Gambit, you know, uh, Apocalypse and Deadpool. And it doesn't look, I want two Fox movies a year. If, 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 if if they do a merger with Fox, with, uh, with Marvel, we might not get those two to three movies a year. It's true. I don't know. We might not get those. I don't think we're going to get like two Spider-Man movies a year. No. It's nice to have that other voice. Yeah. And and to allow that to exist. Right. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. In a way. In a way, in a way, it's not. But in, I, I don't yeah, know. I, like I know. That. I know. I mean, I'd like to see. I, I'd like to see Wolverine. I'd like to see a proper old man Logan. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we all we all want all of this stuff to be good. Yeah. I think that's why we have these conversations, though, is because how can how can they make old man Logan good? They can make New Mutants great. They got all the tools all they the need. Yeah. Yes, for New Mutants, like that'll be easy. Yeah. Old Man Logan, whoa, like yeah. that's gonna be tough. No, you're just calling it Old Man Logan. Yeah. And you're just saying, okay, here's here's Hugh Jackman one more time. Can we count on this guy again? Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, that's all you're giving me. It's right. like you're not giving me everything else that makes that story so great. You have to have that balance. You have to. Like like I said, um, it's one thing. It's great that they can cater to people that aren't so into these comics. Yeah. Um, we brought it here, of course. I, I think people that read the comics, we need to give ourselves credit. The reason these movies are being made is because of people that Yeah, we were supporting the story. We supported so it. So, of course, we're going to be a little bitter when things get fucking askew. But you have to, in order to continue these stories and make the really great stories, you have to bring on board that other audience. That's just the way it works. That's just the yeah. way it is. Yeah, you couldn't get a movie with the, those of us who support comics. <laughs> no, you're not going to get enough people. Yeah. You're not. And, right. and uh, so I think it, it, it's a double-edged sword. And magic, God, magic. Bringing it back to magic God and our damn. big sword. I know. I love magic. Magic, it's like, honestly, like, magic's one of my favorite mutants. She, I think she's honestly, great. I think she is my favorite she's mutant. She's so subtle, but she's so fucking powerful yeah. at the same time. Uh, yeah, it's so scary. But yeah. at the same time, like, yeah. They really use it limited. I, I think everyone that's written her has done a great job. Yeah. Because she's been so limited. I love, uh, I love magic and Nightcrawler. Like, yeah. those. Uh, Nightcrawler's definitely a favorite. Yeah. Those two characters, like, you know, get those right for me. Yes. Uh, and I will, I will love your movie. So. Makes me curious to see what Chris 
Chris Claremont would think if once they like fully because yeah, the, like those are his. I'm pretty sure two favorite characters yeah. from uh, you know just reading his. Oh, his absolutely. Line. Yeah. So yeah. and uh, I, I would if he you know is it going to be like Alan Moore where he hates people reinterpreting his stuff or is he going mm-hmm. to be more like uh, Millar and Bendis who just jump at every time one of yeah. their characters is mentioned? Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, well, guys, we're going to take a break. Ryan, I think you got to get going. Yeah, I do have to get going. Um, so sorry, I can't stick around. What Star Wars news? Star is, Wars is news coming That's up. It. So Other, like DC news is just like Willem Dafoe in yes. an unknown role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have, Green Goblin's going to be in the Justice League. Yeah, confirmed. So, I have no. Cl- there's your DC news. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, and if you guys <laughs> want even more of me, like I'm at comicslobs.com. Uh, every Friday, a new episode drops, and it's me and my buddies uh, talking about comic books and a lot of these movies too. That yes. relate to the comics. Yeah, it all ties in, guys. Yeah. If you watched Batman v Superman and a lot of things confused you, like why is Superman fucking using his fucking heat vision to kill people? <laughs> why is that happening? Uh, why is Superman not acting like himself? Listen to the last episode of Comic Slobs. They talk about injustice. Yeah, we had a whole lot of fun of talking about the injustice yeah. video game in the comic book mm-hmm. and and uh, comparing it to Batman v Superman. And because there's a lot of good. Uh, I will spoil, we weren't the biggest fans of Batman v Superman, but now we have this new point of spelling out how great DC comics are. Like, DC has a lot of great things, and it's worth checking it out. So if you liked this from the movie, Mm -hmm. here's it even better kind of sure absolutely yeah i mean yeah you guys talk about like that that pretty much the entire injustice run um and uh i think our listeners if you watch that movie it's gonna tie in and you're gonna you're gonna want to pick up this book too yeah injustice was a great read and you know what you guys surprisingly uh, great i'll be honest with you if you're not reading comics it doesn't mean that you can't listen to a comic book podcast right if you're not reading comic books, it's just like, oh, well, I don't, I don't read comics. I'm not going to listen to a comic book podcast. Well, you know what? Like, listen to the comic book podcast. That way, you know what's going on in com- yeah, I'll comics. Catch you up, yeah. I'll tell they'll, you where Spidey is. They'll catch you up, and they'll also let you know, like, hey, what should I be reading? Like, yeah. like if I did, like, okay, let's say, you know, comic books are a little expensive, but let's say I want to pick up two to three titles a month. Well, you know what? Listen to a comic book podcast. They'll direct you in the right direction. You can be like, okay, I want to pick up this Marvel title. I'll pick up this DC title, and I'll pick up like this one independent title. Yeah. And then there you go. You got three books a month. You're you're you're, you're helping these creators, and you're also kind of being able to uh, you know stay current with things. And, and it, it's it's cool. Even if you don't read comics, you can still kind of know what's going on in the comic book world. So that like when these movies do come out. You'll be able to understand these movies a little bit better because you've talked, you've listened to people talk about the source material. So that's what I I would recommend listening to Comic Slobs. Number one, because they review comic books. I love comic books. And number two, they're just great fucking guys. Well, thanks a lot. It's a great, no, I listen every fucking week and I think uh, more of our (laughs) listeners should be listening to your podcast. You guys put a lot of hard work. A lot of fucking, uh, you guys, I, I see the sweat on the fucking comic book pages. I see the fucking sweat. <laughs> yeah, you, you've been there. You, I've been you, there. You see the wear and tear in the, the slob cave. These guys, before they fucking record, they put on like fucking, it's like an 80s montage. I see these guys like flipping through pa- pages and you hear like fucking Rocky music playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And these intense. guys, we're doing pull ups yeah. so that we can see the final page. Like, where is it? Where is it? Exactly, <laughs> exactly dude. 
It's crazy. Now, Ryan, thank you again for joining us. Uh, everybody, check out Comic Slobs. Go to iTunes. Subscribe today. You know, give them a listen. I mean, you guys don't ramble on as much as we do. No, yeah, we're only gonna bug you like two hours. Two hours, though. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. We're, we get in and out, you know. We're shoving bullshit content in your dickhole for five hours. <laughs> we get right to the subject. Exactly. You, you, this show, yeah, you might wait two hours for a Doctor Strange trailer review. <laughs> there you go. Okay, but you know what? We're right there within ten minutes because we got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Ryan, for yeah, joining thank us, you man. Guys. You're awesome. <laughs> Welcome back. We are back. Uh, it's just me and Jay. Hey. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can Star Wars news if we try. <laughs> just the two of us. Me and Jay. <laughs> there you go. He got what the Misa saying. You were supposed to be here with me listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. <laughs> The fuck drink are you? <laughs> hold on, hold on. What, the, what, what is that glass you're drinking out of? I got the biggest glass I have <laughs> for the smallest drink imaginable. That glass is... Uh, Hard rock my ass. Wow. <laughs> All right, guys. Moving on to Star Wars news. We're going to start it off with uh, Star Wars emails. Uh, we got an email here from Shai Anechi. Hey, guys. I was talking to a colleague of mine, and he was saying how irritating he finds it that the new leads of Star Wars are all female because it's so deliberate how they're shoving all these female heroines down our throats. I said, I could give two fucks, and I'm glad that the franchise is on a rather correct path as opposed to the prequels. Do you guys give a fuck about this non-issue? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> you give a fuck about this non-issue. Yeah, do we, got, do we care that they're... Okay, so we got Ray. Mm-hmm. And then now we're being introduced to Jin, uh, Jin Urso. Yes. Is, is it bothering you? Is it keeping you up at night? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sweating in bed. Why all these female characters? No. I, Jay's like, I can't even drink gin anymore. <laughs> He's like, fuck this gin and tonic. Jin Urso fucked it up for yeah, me. She fucked it up. No, I, I'm, I'm totally content with that. Yeah. I, it doesn't bother me at all. In fact... You know, um, I think I, I think that I've made this point with my friends about music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tired of hearing the male voice, and it, it's not about that. I don't need the female voice. I'm not like searching for it. Yeah. But I'm 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 totally fine with hearing that perspective of you know music or heroism. It doesn't. It yeah. It, it makes no difference to me. Right. We're all people, and if you get hung up on that, then you're the one that has the problem to me. If you're the one that has a problem with that, with a female fucking hero in the story, then you don't then you don't believe that we're all the same people. We're all just humans, man. So I don't give a fuck. I like it. Yeah. It's like well, it's the same thing as like complaining, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that 
you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy is uh, led by Star Lord, another male character, and right? Like, you know, like oh, Indiana Jones is a male character. Well, I mean, why can't we have a female character lead a Star Wars movie? And if they want to do it two times, why not? Do I don't it, care. Do it two times. I don't care. I, I don't. I, I <laughs> as a guy, I mean, if if we we're gonna get real on this, yeah. as a guy, I don't need to see another dude prancing around as a hero. I want to see the female take that lead. I do. I I, I just want to see that perspective. Yeah. And uh, I'm totally fine with that. No, I'm just like like okay, if you give me a good character, I'll go with it. I'll roll with a good character. Yes, it's, and and that's the thing about Ray. It's like if if I didn't like Ray. I would tell you. I would be yeah. like, "Well, that that character is shit." I'm not going to shit on the entire fem <laughs> the female gender. Yeah, but um, I'm going to tell you like that was crap, yeah. and uh, I think she's great. I think she's the perfect person at the perfect time for this trilogy, yeah. or you know, for the not the trilogy, but for the expanded universe. Yeah, um, you know, it's like it's one of those things. Like, I'll just wait and see what they do with Felicity Jones, and mm -hmm. and and if this is a character I can get behind when the movie comes out, then I'll I'll voice my opinion then. But like before like the movie comes out i'm not gonna say well i shit on this just because it's another female character right and that's all that disney's gonna do is just give us female characters yeah and 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 i think that's just a stupid argument to begin with because we've you know um regardless of how you feel about it or not we've been in doctrine with male heroes yeah we have we have been so i mean give me something different i'm cool with something yeah. different yeah and we've it, had we've had plenty of male characters over the years yeah so. I mean, that's been nothing but male characters right. over the years. So right. for people to like be like, oh, there's too many. Yeah. Uh, there's not enough. Right. There really is not enough. Yeah. For me personally, and uh, it's a stupid thing to harp on. Um, regardless of who it is, male or female, if that character is good, that character is is good. It's yeah. a good character. So fuck it, do it. Uh, he says, on another note, the new season of Archer is fucking hilarious. If you're not watching this show, you absolutely should. Yours truly shy. Ah. I, I've never watched a single episode of Archer. Oh man, Archer's great. Is Archer's it? great. I have not watched any of, any of the new ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Archer's great, man. You would love it, especially, you know, being an Arrested Development fan, you know, you have some, you have a, you know, some of the people in there too. It's got that sensibility. Um, and yeah, that's a great cartoon. Well, I love H. John Benjamin. Yes. You know, from, well. uh, Bob's Burgers and, uh, what else? Uh, he was in, uh, Home Movies. Home Movies. Coach McGurk. I loved Home Movies. <laughs> that's where I was first introduced to him. I yeah. also liked him in, um, he was in Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just get back to the point. I think that whole female male argument is a mute point. Yeah. That's a stupid argument to be even right. be making. We all deserve equal playing time on this field. Yeah. Uh, David Isaac sends us an email. Hello, leftovers. Ryan, hopefully, and whoever else might be there. Ryan just left us. I'm sorry, David. Yeah, he's gone. He was here, though. Uh, he says, I have a theory that might prove Luke is Ray's father. Uh-oh. Uh, in A New Hope, Ben activates Leia's message in its complete form once he is in proximity of R2. Uh, we know Luke and R2 know how uh, ha they have plans with each other, as we saw in Return of the Jedi. Uh, in Ray's flashback in The Force Awakens, you see Luke's hand touch R2, and when we see R2 next, C-3PO gives us a lovely little exposition on how he's been powered down since Luke's disappearance. When Ray comes in to the base, R2 turns on displays uh, turns on and displays the map to find Luke as if he'd been programmed only to turn back on in Ray's presence so he could finish his daughter's training. Thoughts? 
I disagree with this 100%, man. Mm. Uh, I, I, reading the novelization, he was flipping through, uh, all the back data and stuff like that, trying to, uh, find out where Luke was. The mm. only reason he turned back on was because he found the missing piece of the map. Right. It was just happy coincidence. It was happenstance. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think she has anything to do with him, with no. him finding like, Luke. Ray shows up, and then all of a sudden, no, it triggers that, the, and that means Ray is Luke's. And and I don't daughter. think I don't think connecting that to Luke putting his hand on R two. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was symbolistic of anything yeah. uh, having to do with Ray. It was yeah. symbolistic, but not having to do with Ray. Right. He yeah. says, uh, thanks for continuing to put out the greatest dive bar of podcast, David Isaac. Uh, thank you, sir. I, You know, like, I'm not saying that Ray is not Luke's daughter. I'm just saying that, like, I don't think that that proves anything. Yeah. I, you know, read the novelization. You can get it on Audible. It's, it's, it's a fantastic read. And, uh, the only reason that R2 comes back is because R2 has been powered down looking for, he's been looking for his master. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with Ray showing up, uh, at, uh, the, uh, the base. No, no. And, and it's a great debate. I, li- I like the debate, you know, is yeah. this a clue to who her yeah. father or who her, her who her parents are? I love the debate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really don't think Abrams revealed very much of anything <laughs> as yeah. far as who her parents are. Uh, you saw he was like in that interview recently where he said like uh, Ray's parents were not in episode seven. Uh-huh. And he said that. He said that in an interview. Right. Uh, in front of a panel, I forget where, where it was, but somebody he's, asked him point point blank. Yeah, and he, he says like, "Well, Ray's parents haven't been introduced in episode seven. and he said that, and it's like later he got like the media caught up with them, and he, he backtracked and yes. he said, he said, "Well, well, no, in episode seven, Ray didn't figure out who her parents were. They exist in her world." Is what I think he said. Well, I, he alluded to, like, in episode seven, like, she didn't find out who her parents were. Right, exactly, yeah. No shit. Yeah, she has no idea. Jay, Jay, hold on, hold on. Why say, in an interview, that Ray's parents were not in episode seven, mm-hmm. and then later on, backtrack and say what everybody fucking already knew? Yeah. I think he slipped up. Mm. I think he slipped up. I think he slipped up because he says... Ray's parents were not introduced in episode seven. Okay. He says that, like, somebody asks him, and he says, well, Ray's parents were not introduced in episode seven. Right. Okay. Then later on, of course, he has to backtrack. Mm-hmm. And he has to say, well, well, Ray didn't figure out who her parents were in episode seven, if they were introduced or not, blah, 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 blah. Right. But it's like... JJ, we all know that. We all know that there was no definitive answer as to whether her parents were in episode seven or not. We don't know who her parents are. Yeah. You're not telling us anything new. I think he fucked up when he said her parents were not in that movie. Yeah. I mean, because that's part of the intrigue. And it it was part of the intrigue in the original trilogy. Who is, where does Luke come from? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. It's that intrigue. And so, like, he doesn't want to give that away in any way, shape, or form. Well, it sounded like he gave it he away. He kind when... of said something he probably shouldn't have, yeah. It sounds like he basically admitted that, like, her parents were not shown in Episode 7, and she has no ties to Luke. Right. right. When he backtracks later and says that, well, 
her parents, like she doesn't know who her parents are. Right. Well, no shit, JJ. We don't know who they are either. Yeah. But why did you originally say he wants to keep that discussion going? I think is why he did that. He mm-hmm. wants to keep that intrigue, and and that's part of the, that's one of the coolest things about the Star so Wars. So you don't think he slipped up? I, I oh yeah, he da- absolutely slipped up. So if but he, I think if, he, his, well, if, you, I mean, if you're saying he slipped up, then then Luke is not her father. His well, yeah. Yeah, and and his backtracking though is to kind of keep people guessing on mm-hmm. that to say, well, maybe okay. he is because he didn't. Because right. later on he says, well, maybe maybe they were around, but maybe they weren't. You yeah. Know? So mm-hmm. I I think that's all part of his scheme. But yeah, he know. he should not have said that <laughs> no. definitively in any way, shape, or form. He shouldn't have said the first thing. He no. shouldn't have said the second thing. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, st- uh, uh, moving on uh, to regular Star Wars news. Ray and Luke's costumes for Episode Eight. Uh, those descriptions were given from uh, MakingStarWars.net. They said Ray's costume is very much what we saw in The Force Awakens at the very end of the film. Uh, she has uh, the gray capri-length pants with boots as well as the arm wraps. Uh, but her vest from the end of the film is gone, and she's only wearing the off-white colored tunic beneath, mm-hmm. uh, giving the costume a Luke Skywalker vibe. Hmm. Uh, her hair is also worn down now. Hmm. So she doesn't have it up in, like, the triple bun or yeah. whatever the fuck she was rocking. <laughs> Yeah, the very samurai-esque, yeah, yeah, kind of bun. She still wears the gun at her hip Hmm. she received from Han Solo in The Force Awakens. Interesting. That is interesting. Hmm. I think that that they they say, I think that might be telling about where Rey is in at terms of her training and state. So uh, (sighs) she's still rocking the blaster and not just, you know. That's that's a very good point. Like... um, and and you know rewatching rewatching mm-hmm. um the force awakens on on blu-ray yeah i kind of got that from luke too i got i kind of and especially when tying it to return of the jedi when he was all in black yeah um it does symbolize where these people are at i think mm-hmm. it really does especially with if you talk about obi-wan you talk about qui-gon jin yeah um, I think you could classify them as gray Jedi. Yeah. As not necessarily totally on board with the Jedi teachings, definitely straying from them when they feel it's necessary. Not, you know, not being like, well, this is the absolute way to be. Whereas mm-hmm. Yoda would be like, yeah, this is the absolute way to be. Yeah. Qui Gon would take you on different paths. Obi Wan would take you on different paths. Yeah. You know, is that the fuck up of, of Luke's training? Because I think Luke ended up in that way too. If you watch The Force Awakens, Luke's wearing this gray, you know, outfit, mm-hmm. and I think I think uh, she's kind of the same way. And I absolutely think that's kind of the same way Kylo Ren is. Yeah, Kylo Ren is divided between the light and the dark. He's not. He's not either or. And I think we're getting that. And I think that's one of the interesting things about. Oh this. yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Kylo wants to be dark, but I mean, he's got that pull that that light 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 side pull. Yeah, he's trained so much in the light side that he has that, but he also has the dark side mm-hmm. that that maybe Snoke brought about, or maybe that was something inherent in him. Mm. And I think I see I see the same thing. Yeah. Is that the fault of Luke Skywalker's teaching? Is that he's not necessarily. Full Jedi or Force 
Oh, or dark side. Uh, he he dabbles. I feel like they dabble in in all things. I think is I, that the balance? I, no, I think I, with with this with with Kylo with Kylo's fall, it's like uh, you can have him be be taught by the light side as much as you want to. But I think Star Wars stresses how important family is. Yeah, Star Wars has always stressed how important family is. Right, and I feel like the fact that that Leia says we shouldn't have sent him away. Mm. Tells me that yes, you need the love. The, you need the love of a mother and a father. Ah, you can send which a, Anakin didn't have either. Exactly. Yeah. You need the love of a mother and a father, mm-hmm. and you need that. That's important. And, and, and to take him away from that, and then have even just Luke being the great guy that Luke is, trying to train him. Yeah, um, it still doesn't fix the problem of of I don't have a relationship with my mother and my father right, right. now. Right. It, you can't fix that, Jay. It's like, it's like, uh, look at Barry Allen in The Flash. Right. Look at, like, even though he's got Joe and Iris in his life, I mean, he still struggles with the fact that his father was in prison and his mother's dead. Right. You know, and, uh, th- these are things that, like, you know, um, Kylo has to struggle with. I, I want to, yeah, you're trying to teach me the, the ways of the forest and tr- trying to teach me the light side, but, I just want to. I just want to be there with my father and my mom. I kind of, uh, you know, it's interesting because you brought up on a, on another podcast yeah. that the balance between the light and the dark yeah. is that is that there is the dark mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Is that the light? The the balance would be the Jedi way, the true, you know, the light side. Period. There would be no dark side. Right. And and I kind of I kind of agree with that a, a mm-hmm. lot, especially you know looking back and and seeing that Luke does have these shades of gray. Mm. Luke does teeter, um, you know, whether or not it was purposeful in Return of the Jedi when he fucking just wailed on Vader yeah. with that anger. It's in him. It's in him. So is he the best teacher? First of all, is he the best teacher? He failed Kylo because that is that is how he is. He is not totally light or dark. No, I, I, God damn it. I see, this is the thing. I think we're getting confused here. Like, I think, like, uh, I think that, I think that he does teeter. I think Ray teeters. Ray hears Snoke's voice. No, I, we agree. We yeah, agree. I think they teeter, but they, I, I don't blame Luke for Kylo going to the dark side. That's in his genetics. I, I believe that that Kylo flipped because of like the, the his parents. Right. I think Ray and fucking Han were shitty parents. Right. But look at Luke. Luke didn't really have his parents. Uh huh. Anakin didn't really have his parents. Yeah. The, these are all things that kind of. You know, coalesce into who Ray is as well. Ray didn't really have her parents. Uh, Kylo Ren didn't really have his parents. Mm-hmm. So you have this weird, like, what is the actual balance to the Force? Is it? I don't think that. Like, but see, like, are you saying that like Luke's gonna go like fucking like dark? No, not at all. I think he's past that point. Not at all. But I feel like um, he's been told by Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. that he's going to bring balance about to the Force, right. one, way, one way or another. Yeah. That his line will bring about balance to the Force, and I think that because of how he defeated Vader and how that succeeded, mm-hmm. he carried that on to his teaching. And I feel like that's a very gray area. He's not. He's not Obi Wan Kenobi. No, he's he's not. not Yoda. He's, he's not. not Mace Windu. He's not. He's this very gray, in-between kind of guy. And I think that anyone he teaches could go to either side. 
Because mm-hmm. I think that he could, he could, and I think that might be part of his conflict in why he doesn't want to, or why he why he went into seclusion. Maybe this is. Part. I think he went into seclusion because he blames himself for Kylo going. I mean, it, it even says as much in the Force Awakens that, right. like, after Kylo went to the dark side, Luke. Fucking he 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 left. He he skipped town. He fucking right. went to Octu. But if he was sure of himself, he'd be like, "I am, I am a Jedi. I am a fully trained Jedi. I am, I am the light side." Yeah. But maybe he saw some some of that in himself. Is like, I can't because I am both. I am a little bit of both. I am a gray Jedi through and through. And they're doing this gray gray outfits for Luke. They're doing the gray outfit for for Ray apparently yeah. too. So it just kind of begs the question. It's kind of far-fetched. Yeah. But it kind of begs the question of why they keep introducing that. That Luke doesn't have all the answers still. He still does not have all the answers. And you would think at this point, being the chosen one, that he would maybe have some more of these answers. And he wouldn't have failed Kylo Ren. But he did. And is it because of... I don't think he failed Kylo Ren. I think that he... His th- parents failed. He thinks that he failed Kylo Ren, which is why he's in isolation. Right. He didn't fail Kylo Ren. Han and Leia right. failed but Kylo Ren. Should he have this self-doubt? Should he have any doubt in who he is and his teachings? He wouldn't be Luke if he didn't. Right. Right, so he has that. He pull. was hold on. He was entrusted with Kylo Ren and his training, and I'll tell you right now, he shouldn't have been. Right, Leia and Han should have been there. Right, if they wanted Luke to train him, that's fine. But you know what? They need to drop everything for their child. Yeah, but you know, no, they didn't. Leia's still trying to build up the resistance, and Han still wants to be fucking uh, Mr. Freebird. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Yeah. So they're shitty parents. True. True. And so they let down their son, and Luke's taking the blame on himself, and that's why he goes to Octu, and he's also trying to look for answers for the first Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. Things like that, blah, 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 blah. Right. Luke's blaming himself because that's the kind of guy Luke is. Right. I don't think it's because Luke's like, okay, I'm a, I'm a gray kind of character, mm-hmm. and like my teachings, uh, you can either go one way or the other. I think that Luke... I think Luke is blaming himself. Luke blames himself where he he shouldn't be to blame. Right. Luke Luke is not no, no. The the problem, the the the, the problem the, the problem Luke did not make Kylo go to the dark side, Jay. Right. It wasn't Luke's teachings. It was the fact that Kylo had problems with his father. He's got daddy and mommy issues. Can, am I right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's daddy and mommy issues. Yeah. And, and I'd Luke, say the same with Ray. Luke did the best of what he could with which, which what he could do. You know what? I mean, it, hey, Leia, if you want to do your fucking resistance shit and fucking uh, build up the resistance, and Han, if you want to still go out there and be Mr. fucking uh, Freebird motherfucker, Mr. <laughs> fucking uh, Lone Rider and shit, you know what I mean? If yeah. you want to do that shit and not be a fucking father, you're a fucking father now. Be a fucking father. It was. Leia, you're a mother. Be a fucking mother. Yeah. That's why fucking politicians' kids are running around like fucking assholes in the day and age that we fucking have right now i agree that's why the fucking uh, uh fucking uh, the bush kids are running around like fucking idiots yeah that's why fucking uh celebrities kids are running like but running around like fucking assholes yeah. because their parents aren't involved in their lives because they're too busy in their goddamn career right and right. that's what happened here 
is that their his parents weren't involved in his life, and then you know they said, you know what, we're gonna have fucking Luke try to uh, rein in our kid, and Luke did the best he fucking could. Yeah, and you know what, his teachings didn't fucking stick because right. his, because fucking Kylo still got daddy and mommy issues, and Luke had daddy and mommy issues too. So you're you're having your teacher teach this person who's already flawed. Mm. You know, I don't I don't it's interesting. It's interesting to see Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan. Yeah, but Luke. I, don't, I don't see like I don't see the hatred from Luke. His no, mom, no, I'm his, not talking about hatred. Luke's mom's dead and he believes his father's dead for his entire life. Yeah. Kylo's got his parents right there in front of him. Right. And you know what? The, you know what? Kylo's basically uh, acting out and saying, "Mom, Kylo's acting out. He's a kid. Mm-hmm. He's acting out, and he's trying to get his parents' attention. Yeah. And mommy's just like, uh, uh, honey, honey, mommy's busy right now. Mommy's got to work on the resistance. Right. And then Han's just like, well, you know, hey, you talk to mom about it. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. They're, 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 they're not parenting. They're wow. not parenting. Yeah, that's a good point. And then they push their kid off onto Luke, and Kylo's thinking to himself, okay, whoa, I'm a burden? Mm-hmm. I'm a burden to you, so you got to push, push me off on Uncle Luke, right? And I think Luke, being such a good guy, I'm not saying I'm not saying like I'm not leaning towards this gray thing, but good good at heart. I'm thinking yeah. Luke's got a great heart, such a good heart, Jay, yeah. that he's like, you know what? I'm going to take care of this kid, and I, you know, yeah, sure. Sure. I'm going to show this kid the light side of the force. And for him to fail his family is huge. Yes. And I think that's what fucking, I think Ray being, uh, with, uh, Luke, excuse me, being such a great guy, fucking failing his family, his sister. That's huge. And and that, that's what fucking makes him go and look for other answers. I, I think he's looking for answers to bring like Kylo back. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think that Luke was like this guy to where like, you know, it's like he's such a great character that like his whoever he taught could go from one way to the other. I think Luke, I think Luke, once he brought his father back, mm-hmm. once he brought his father back, once the light side brought his father back and he got a moment to like, so, oh, dude, oh. you're blowing my mind. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. I know, finish your thought. Once there was that moment where he got to talk to his father for the first time, yeah. with, with, where he saw what the light side of the force can do for him, yeah. that's what the light side of the force did. Yeah. The light side, of the the dark side of the force, this gray shit you're talking about, this right. middle, like dancing in the middle of this fucking, like, this gray shit. Right. If you dance in the fucking middle, you don't get that fucking, you don't get that speech at the end of the movie. Where You don't get that interaction between him and his real father talking at the end of the movie. Right. No, it was the light side of the force that brought his father back. Right. That's what did it. True. I think, true. I, I think that's the only thing that, that he gravitates to right now. Sure, he may be pulled by the dark side. Yeah. He may be pulled by the dark side, but he always will remember what the light side did for him <sighs> on that day. Woo! <laughs> you know, you know You're what right. I mean? You're right. So I, I, I feel, I feel like it's more of like Luke being such a good guy and taking all the blame himself mm-hmm. when in all actuality, Leia and Han are just shitty parents. Right. Right. Not that they wanted to be. They thought they were they doing just, the best thing for him. There's a lot of parents that don't want to be shitty parents, mm-hmm. and they have careers. And it just it's like those careers take, you know, those careers take, like, uh, a big part of their life. Yeah. And, like, there's the kid fighting for attention. Yeah. And I feel like that's what that Kylo was fighting for, and um, he's fighting for that attention for his parents. 
and his parents pushed him off onto Luke. So number one, he's resenting Luke mm-hmm. for like, oh, okay, they just want to push me off on you. Now, now you bring Snoke into the equation, right? Snoke is just like the this manipulator. Guy. Yeah, he yeah. he he doesn't he he's not part of the family, and he just fucking comes in there. Now it's his time to be like, oh man, I see greatness in you, kid. Yeah, your parents he, don't. Yeah. Well, and then Luke is also teaching him to be humble. Yeah, right. And, you know, like, you know, you got to start, you got to start somewhere before you build yourself up, you know, you know, break him down and then build him up. Yeah. And like here you got Snoke saying, no, 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 no. Luke, your, your uncle's just trying to tear you down. Your parents don't want anything with you. And the reason is because like you're special, man. Right. And they're scared of like your power, your ability. Oh man, that's a great point. That's a great point. Do you, do you, do you think that he's going to take that same route you know, obviously, we're going to continue off from episode seven to yeah. episode eight with him training Ray. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that's going to happen again? I mean, do you think that? Do you think that he's going to teach her all all that he knows? But in the end, that he's flawed enough to where he can't push her past that next level, and somebody like Snoke. Who obviously, inter, you know, intervened with, yeah. with Kylo is going to do the same thing to Ray. I mean, do you do you see him succeeding? Mm. That's that's what that's I guess I guess that's why I bring up the gray Jedi. Yeah, I don't feel like he's he's on board enough with the Jedi way or the supposed quote unquote mm-hmm. Jedi way to train her to where she's not susceptible to the dark side because uh, he almost was. Sure, Luke almost was too. Yeah. I, I think there's a difference between between being tempted and actually doing it. I mean, I think we can all be t- tempted to do things that aren't right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think we can all be tempted. Like, you know, like people can be tempted to shoplift. Yeah. You know, uh, it doesn't mean that they do it. Right. You know, it's like you can sit around and daydream about like, oh, my gosh, uh, what would it be like to rob a bank? It doesn't mean that, like, tomorrow I'm going to go out and actually rob a bank. Right. But – um for Luke, I, I think that yeah, he was tempted, but I don't think that I don't think that anything good in his life actually happened from him doing anything bad. I think Luke is at that point in his life where he's like, anything good that's ever happened to me is because that I followed this path. Mm-hmm. It may be a hard path to follow, but anything good that's ever happened in my life, and the only reason I had such a fucking that those last moments with my father, mm-hmm. the only reason which I were had, great, which yeah. were great. Yeah. The only reason I had those moments was because I followed the light side, right? And I think that's always kind of gonna. I think that's always gonna be like the punctuation that sticks with him throughout his life. Now, whether whether he, tra- I think he's gonna train Ray the best way he can. Mm-hmm. Whether Ray sticks to what Luke, that's her character. That's not his fault, right? That is not Luke's fault. Kylo, Kylo. If Kylo falls, if Kylo goes to the dark side because of Luke's teachings, I think that's what he's thinking. And mm-hmm. I don't think it is. I, I think it has to do with Kylo's parents. Yeah, the guilt that, that yeah. Luke has is yeah. because he feels like yeah. that is my fault. Right. I don't, and I don't think that Luke is a teacher. I don't think Luke's going to be a teacher like, 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 uh, like Yoda. Yeah. I think he's going to be a diff- his, his own kind of teacher. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be exactly like Obi-Wan. I think he's going to be his own t- kind of teacher. But I think everything that he's going to teach Ray or anybody else or any of his Padawans that he's ever taught in the past is going to be from his personal experiences with the Force. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know what I mean? I mean, he'll take some things from Yoda, but 
Absolutely. I think, I think it's going to be everything that he's learned about the Force. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, with him being on Octu, I think, like, he's probably got a stronger relationship with the Force than maybe what we know about. Right. But I don't, I don't, I don't think that, like, I'm not going to, at this point, I don't think, like, I, I, I can put my faith in him. I can put my faith in him from everything that I've seen from him. I've seen nothing from him. Um, that makes me believe that, like, this guy, when push comes to shove, that he's gonna fucking go towards the dark side. Mm-hmm. He may be tempted by it, and I think everybody's been tempted by it. Yeah. I even think Yoda was probably tempted yeah. by the dark side. Yeah, for sure, for but, sure. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, I don't think that Kylo turning to the dark side, or even if Ray turns to the dark side, I, I can never blame Luke at this point. Okay. I think that Luke, I think that Luke has, this, at this point, at this point in his life, has seen what the light side has done for him. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I mean, I think that's why he's on that island. Yeah. I think he's gone as far away from the dark side as he can. He's He's gone to the island of the first Jedi temple. Yeah. He needs that in his life because he knows he can be pulled towards it. Yeah. So is he looking for answers? Is he looking for ways to to bring Kylo back? I mean, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question because I think I no, I think that Luke blames himself. Yeah, I think number one, I think Luke blames himself for Kylo fucking turning to the dark side. Okay, but I don't think like if you're going to ask me like, do you think that Luke is the blame of why Kylo went to the dark side? Mm-hmm. I'm not. No, mm-hmm. no, I, I think. I think this is a mommy and daddy issue. I, right. I, I, I think that, and, and I think that Snoke is smart enough to see that, and Snoke got his hooks in, hooks in on him. Yeah. And I don't think there was anything that Luke could have done. I, I don't think that any of Luke's teachings was the reason that Kylo went to the dark side. Yeah, he was just hurt. He, he was, was hurt. just a hurt individual. Dude, I honestly, I think like if if mommy and daddy would have been like, you know what? If you know you're special. Yeah. And mommy and yes. daddy are like, fuck you. Dude, yeah. If mom and dad were just like, you know what? You know what? There's somebody else that can do this resistance. Yeah. I, and dad's like, you know what? I, I'm not going to be a fucking smuggler anymore. Right. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to live a simple life here in the Hosnian system. And, uh, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I just want to be a family mm-hmm. and we're going to raise our child. And you know what? Uh, we'll send our kid to karate class. Yeah. And that's the karate class in their universe is fucking sending him to see Luke. Right. I think he got, you know, and then he goes to see Luke and at the end of the day he comes home and he talks to mom and dad. But, you know, I feel like, I feel like they saw a kid that was probably hard to deal with. Yeah. You know? Especially with Anakin's blood. <laughs> Anakin's blood. They yeah. saw a kid that was kind of like hard to deal with, mm-hmm. and and they didn't they didn't know how to handle that kind of power too. Well, and the thing is, it's like you 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 mix that in with a kid that is that feels like he's being ignored by mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Kids act out, man. Yeah, kids act out. Like you, you, if you if you think a kid's bad and you tell a kid that they're acting bad, right. And you're, but you're not doing anything to help them or showing them love. And if you're still fucking off doing your own things that the kids thinks that are more important than you are, those kids are going to act out. Those kids are going to act out. They're going to act out. Kids are going to act out. Yeah. And for it, and, and to have somebody like Snoke who's yeah. aware of the, right. of, of his lineage, right. to tell him right. you're better. You're better. Yes. You're 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 crazy powerful and your parents didn't know how to handle it. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. And you know what? Your parents they can't handle it and they pushed you off on, on your uncle. Wow. And you know what? 
and he's trying he's he's even trying your uncle is even trying to you know keep you from being like reaching your greatest potential yeah and i i know i know that i can i can teach you to reach your greatest potential yeah and i don't know man it's one of those i i just i can't i don't want to put any blame on luke mm. i i feel like at the end i feel like luke was our hero at the end of return of the jedi and i don't want to shit on that yeah yeah. I feel like Luke is my fucking hero, and I want to go into this and not think to myself, oh, okay, it's because of Luke's teachings that Kylo turns to the dark side? Mm-hmm. No, I think it's like Luke, Luke, uh, Luke blames himself Yeah, when Luke shouldn't be blaming himself. Right. It should be Han and fucking Leia stepping up to the plate and saying, we fucked up. Right. We were crappy parents. We didn't put our son, we didn't put ourselves first. We didn't put our family first. Mm-hmm. I put the resistance first. And Han, you put fucking being fucking uh, Mister uh, fucking uh, you know, just party guy, fucking <laughs> yeah. you know, just just cruising the universe with your fucking uh, Wookie buddy. Yeah. You can't fucking settle down. You can't settle down enough to fucking raise a family. You know, have a house, white picket fence, all that bullshit, and be a father. Yeah. And then you're gonna, and then, and then the only person that's affected by this that blames himself and isolates himself is Luke. Luke. No, I'm not gonna blame Luke for this. Yeah. I'm not gonna blame Luke for this. This is not fucking Luke's fault. Parents need to take responsibility here. Yeah. I'm sorry to go Dr. Phil on this fucking shit, (laughs) but the parents need to take responsibility here. And I feel like the only good guy in this fucking story is the guy that fucking isolates himself because he thinks he failed when he didn't. Oh man! Wow, that puts in a whole new perspective. Yeah, whole new perspective. Uh, but but I also worry about Ray. I mean, I yeah. worry about her because she doesn't have that strong family. Yeah, foundation. I she's, worry about Ray too. She's easily susceptible to somebody like Snow. I agree. So if he gets his hands on her, I don't know. I don't I know. know. So that that's the iffy part. I guess that's the real gray area. Um, but yeah, yeah, you make, you make great sense on that, man. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, it's just like one of those things where like maybe I'm blinded too much by, of my love of Luke Skywalker. And I know a lot of people were like, oh man, I want to see Luke fall to the dark side in this one. That would make it such a great twist. But right. like, I think about Luke and I think about like, like that character's development in those like earlier movies. And I think about like where the, the where those movies took that character. And by the end of the movie, like the light side showed him how powerful it was, right? By bringing his father back, yeah. And for a character to like see that transformation, he saved his soul. He saved, yeah, yeah. To, for a character to see that transformation happen in front of him, mm-hmm. but then later on be seduced again by the dark side makes zero sense to me, right? It makes zero sense to me. So he is so hurt because of where he came from yeah. and what he's seen. Yeah. He is so hurt that somebody else fell to that. Right. And he does blame himself. But the only thing that brought him back, the only thing that brought his father back was the light side. Yeah. And so I think that maybe like that's what he's hoping for here is like another redemption story with Kylo. Now, are we going to see that? I have no yeah. clue. I don't know. I don't know either. Do <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Ray could turn. Kylo could turn. Yeah. I have no fucking clue who's going to yeah. turn or not turn. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Like, it's totally up in the air. Like, Ray still could turn. Yeah, absolutely. She could be the big bad. Right. In the, in the finale. Yeah. And I, I hope not. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I guess I did. I did. And, and thank you for telling me that, man. Cause I did kind of look at it as a gray Jedi theory. 
And uh, that's not right. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that gray Jedi don't exist. They do exist, yeah. I'm not saying that they don't. I'm, I'm saying that, like, because we don't know where Ray's story is going to go. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I mean, even in Rebels, we haven't seen, like, where Ahsoka, like, where her story right. But but Luke has so much responsibility. Yeah, he is given so much responsibility again. Yeah, yeah. again. Yeah, you know, in the first in the first time he wasn't ready for it. He right. didn't want it. Right. And again, he's been given more responsibility with right. with Kylo. Right? I just I feel like with everything that Luke has seen and experienced, I just feel like it's too far. He's too far gone mm-hmm. that 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 the that the dark side could like show him anything at this point. Mm. I don't think there's anything at this point that the dark side could show him that he would be enticed by. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Cuz that's kind of where Yoda yeah. is at too. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. I mean, but everything good that's ever happened in Luke's life has happened because of the light side of the Force. Yeah. The, the the fucking special moment that he shared with his father. Right. Before that second Death Star exploded, he the only reason he got that second moment was because like he did he you know what? He heard the dark side. Mm-hmm. He was tempted by it. But he said, fuck that. Yeah. He said, fuck that, dude. And he listened to the light side of the force. And you know what? The light side of the force then pulled upon his father. Right. And then both of them, both of them, I guarantee like both of them were like, like, uh, they were in the light side of the force. They both shared us like the, like a moment together. Yeah. Salvation. Exactly. Yeah. Salvation, salvation between the two characters. Yeah. And it's like, I think like, if any time he's ever tempted, he can always think about that moment, mm-hmm. like how powerful that moment was. Yeah, and that's what Kylo does not know. Kylo, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why he's so conflicted. Exactly. He's like, I like elements of the light side. <laughs> yeah, I like elements of the dark side. Well, I think he hates the light side at this point. At this point, yeah, he's he, changed. Yeah, yeah. He's just got so much angst against his parents that he's just like, he he hates the light side so much that he'll fucking inflict physical pain upon himself. And punch himself in the chest. To not feel it. To not feel it. Yeah. To push it out. Mm. I just don't want to put any blame on Luke. Yeah. I, okay. I've, I've changed. Yeah. I'm a changed yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. No. It's like, it's like, ah, man. It's like, I don't want to blame Luke for fucking Kylo being a fuck up. Right. And I, honestly, I don't even want to put the blame on 100% on Kylo. Right. I blame Leia and I blame Han. Mm-hmm. As much as I love both characters, I think that both characters were too wrapped up in themselves to be good parents. Right. And when you do that, you open up that person to yeah. somebody like Snoke. Then you got Snoke. Yeah. Fucking diddle in your fucking kid. He's ready to diddle. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Hey, diddle, diddle. <laughs> Snoke and your kiddle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I like that. Uh, Luke Skywalker, let's go back to the clothing. Luke Skywalker wears a darker costume compared to what we saw in The Force Awakens. His costume is more evocative of his Return of the Jedi clothes hmm. in cut and color. His under tunic reminds me of Count Dooku, but his very dark gray cape drops over the top of his shoulders and chest like a shawl. Uh, this leaves his right arm free, but half of his chest covered by the cape. It's almost similar to the as as metrical uh, cut of Captain Phasma's cape, uh, but more like a shaw in the way it covers his chest. Hmm. So he's going to have a different look than we saw in the end of um, the Force Awakens. So it looks like he's going to wear like a much darker costume. Yeah. This one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's interesting. <laughs> Why? Why are they doing that? Is it just to fuck with us? You know, it I, might be. 
I, I don't it know. Might be. I, I have no problem with a, a true savior being of the light and the dark. I have no problem with that. That's the yin and the yang. Yeah. You know, to me, that is the balance. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this, and I don't want to look too much into it. Well, I mean, you know, he's wearing black in Return of the Jedi, and he's still a really good dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I don't. I don't think that we're gonna fucking get like you know, yeah, like you know, like Luke is just like, yeah, man, I'm going through my fucking dark phase, my right emo now. phase, my emo phase. <laughs> Listen like, to the Cure, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I hope not. I, hope I do not. hope not. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I am on the same boat. I don't want to see him turn evil. Yeah. I don't. Even though I enjoyed those fucking comics. No, books. I can watch. I can watch Ray or Kylo go. Go. Yeah. Go either way. Yeah. Where, wherever they want to take those characters is fine with me. Mm-hmm. But like, I. I really do have a problem with with Luke going to the dark side yeah. after all he's seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything good that's ever happened to him. His whole journey is shit. Yeah, it's like you know, <laughs> no, no, like like the whole reason he met Ben, mm-hmm. the whole reason he met his sister, the whole reason that he met Han Solo, right? The whole reason that he did anything was because the light side of the Force. Yeah, the whole reason he got to have a moment with his father mm-hmm. was because of the light side and, of the uh, Force. The same could be said for Anakin. Yeah. All the great things in his life was yeah. the light side. And yeah. he fucked it up. Exactly. Because he wanted more power. Exactly. Yeah. I just would hope that, like, by this time in fucking Luke's life, that, like, he's like, oh, well, shit, now I'm 60. Yeah, let's try this dark side shit out. <laughs> let's see how this works for me now. You right, know what I mean? Right. I don't, I don't want to see fucking, I don't ever want to see fucking Luke's eyes turn, like, fucking, like, red. Yeah. I don't want to see that now. I agree. So. I agree. That'd be a sad day. Yeah. If Ray goes that route, yeah, so that be makes it. Sense. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's fine. She's got to find her own fucking path. Mm-hmm. But like, from like everything that the storytellers have shown me over the years of Luke Skywalker, if that guy fucking goes dark side, you you better fucking give me a great reason. Yeah, you yeah. better. You, I mean, honestly, you really have to fucking prove to me that this guy, there was no other way. Yeah. Because this guy has endured so much. Greatest hero of our generation. (laughs) Yes. Period. (laughs) Well, besides Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about a Reddit user uh, claims to have read the script for Star Wars Episode Eight. Did you see this? I did. I I read some of that. Uh, He says uh, he claims to to have read the script for Star Wars Episode Eight, and he dumped out all the spoilers on the film online. And now it's up to us to decide if it's real or fan fiction. So if you don't want to hear possible spoilers for Star Wars Episode Eight, turn off the podcast now. I'm going to play the old uh, uh, spoiler warning. Where is this thing? And if I can't find it, I'll just say spoiler. Here we go. This is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your decal. You have been warned. All right, so this Reddit user, um, he says uh, the working title is uh, Echoes of the Dark Side. He says it's divided into three equally important plot threads that don't converge until the third act. So the three important uh, plot threads are Ray, Finn, and Kylo. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's not nearly as much action as uh, The Force Awakens in the first two acts, but the third act goes full-on crazy. Um, 
goes on to say, uh, the broad structure isn't as similar as Empire Strikes Back, uh, as, uh, The Force Awakens was to A New Hope, but the parallels are still present. Uh, Rey is training in the ways of the Force with an old Jedi Master, Luke, on a wild planet while Finn and Poe are in a beautiful city that has a shady, sinister underpinning. Uh, Finn and Poe are betrayed and captured by Kylo Ren, who uses them as bait to draw Rey out of hiding so Kylo and Rey can have a duel in an industrial portion of the city. Uh, the backstory to Luke and his Jedi being wiped out is that Snoke seduced Kylo and a few of the other students to the dark side and tasked them with killing everyone. Luke and a few others survived, including a young Rey who was subsequently dumped on Jakku by Luke. Uh, I'm going to stop right here. Yeah. Um, he says Luke and a few others survived. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm not going to quote it 100%, but I think like the Lucasfilm story group, you know, made up of like Pablo Hidalgo and those guys, I think they've come out and said that like Luke wasn't there. Right. Like Luke, if he was there, that wouldn't have happened. Like, yeah, he was gone. Yeah. So it's like they're saying that Luke and a few others survived this attack by the Knights of Ren, or n- maybe not even Knights of Ren, but like just like these Padawans that like turned on Luke and everybody. Right, because we don't know what the Knights of Ren are yet. Right. But yeah. So I, I, I don't even think that Luke was there. I think Luke came back and saw like the village had been like his, like his, uh, tr- his class had been set on fire and bodies were killed. I agree with that 100%. I don't even think Luke was there. So I, I no. number, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think this whole theory is bullshit. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, who knows? Um, he says, uh, including a young Ray who was subsequently dumped on Jakku by Luke. I honestly, I don't think Luke would jump, it would, would, I don't think Luke would dump Ray on Jakku, no, especially he, with Unkar Plutt. Right. There, there's nothing in his being or his character that signifies that he would just leave her alone on the same kind of planet that he was on as a child. Well, and especially leaving her with the Unkar Plutt. Right, with Unkar Plutt. One that of makes no sense. Horrible people ever. Yeah, he didn't treat her well. This uh, Reddit poster says Ray's mom died in the attack. Uh, Ray is pissed at Luke because she guesses that he was her father and is angry at him for abandoning abandoning her. <laughs> Luke turns to her and says, "No, you are my father." <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> yes, really. Yeah. Uh, Ray is this 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 Reddit poster is saying Ray is the reincarnation of Anakin Skywalker. Uh, Luke went to the first Jedi Temple to better understand how the process works. He learns that the spirit of the Chosen One is reincarnated by the Force every time the universe is thrown out of balance, which apparently happens on a semi-regular basis. Anakin was hardly the first time the Chosen One was reincarnated. This is why she's so crazy powerful with the Force. Remember that Anakin blew up the Trade Federation donut ship by himself when he was like eight years old. Uh, Ray was the product of a virgin birth, but midichlorians aren't mentioned. Luke says, you are the child of the Force. Uh, Luke is hesitant to train her because, according to Jedi history, the Chosen One always struggles with staying on the light side of the Force because of the chaotic power running through them. According to Jedi history, I mean, (laughs) hold on, hold on, like... You were talking basically. If you're talking about just Jedi history, we were just talking about Anakin, right? Yeah, yeah. Because 
Yoda never mentioned anything no. about this happening. You think he before. would bring that up? Well, yeah, Yoda was old as hell. <laughs> yeah. You think he would have saw a chosen one? Right. Hey, be warned. Sure. You know, this could be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's afraid that Ray could become Vader 2.0. If he trains her to fight Kylo and she turns dark, she would do way more damage to the galaxy than Kylo could ever dream of doing. Uh, he ultimately trains her anyway and leaves everything up to the Force. <laughs> he makes this decision in a scene where he confers with the ghosts of Obi-Wan and Yoda. Uh, he says that uh, Ewan McGregor and Frank Oz come back. He says Ray learns lightsaber skills, force skills, and has a vision quest thing where she talks with Maz Kanata, unsure if it's telepathy or just a dream. And Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Why would she have to talk to Maz Kanata if she's talking to Yoda and Obi-Wan and Anakin? <laughs> no reason. The latter tells her that she is him, but different. And there's a quick scene where we see hundreds of other force ghosts who are implied to be the past chosen ones. Oh, fuck. Uh, Ray feels Finn's distress elsewhere in the galaxy and says she needs to go to him. Luke tells her about the time he felt his friends in distress of Yo- and Yoda told him to stay and finish his training and his disobedience led to pain. But then he says he isn't Yoda and has his own way of doing things and tags along with her to go help. <laughs> the only The only part I like about this is that he says that he isn't Yoda because you remember that episode where I was screaming that Luke isn't Yoda? <laughs> Yeah. This is the only part I like about this right. whole thing. Confirms that. Uh, Finn wakes up on a resistance, uh, resistance cruiser and is told by Poe that they're already en route, uh, to, uh, the makeshift Republic homeworld in the wake of the capital planet being blown up by Starkiller Base. Uh, Leia wants to lobby them to go to war. The Republic is being led by an interim dictator named Lord Vikram, who's played by Benicio de Toro, <laughs> who was quickly put into power by the few senators still around to main, uh, maintain order. Um, I'm just going to stop right here. Fuck that villain. To, to be quite honest with you, it's like they say that Finn wakes up um, Finn wakes up on a resistance cruiser and is told by Poe that they're already en route to uh, the makeshift Republic homeworld. Um, like, we've already seen, like, Shots that have been, um, uh, there's pictures already of like Finn on another planet, mm-hmm. um, hanging out with, uh, with, uh, di- completely different characters with, yeah. the, with the whole space horse scene and things like that. Um, I, I, I think this is just a lot of fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> just a lot of made up bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> There's a lot more that goes into this. I, I don't even really feel like reading it because I think it's a lot of crap. I am your, f- you are my father. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get fucking uh, Luke Skywalker looking at Ray and saying, "You are my father." You can stop right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no fucking way in hell. No. Abrams is not an idiot. He may stretch stories out and make these weird well, twists, but this he's is not the, an idiot. This is a Ryan. This is Ryan. Johnson. Oh yeah, Ryan Johnson. He's not an idiot either. <laughs> He's not going. Well, to they're do acting that. like this is like, like they're going to answer this like in the first like you know twenty minutes of the film, right? Like this is a conversation. Like they're not going to like, <laughs> like, like we've been waiting at the, by this point. We've been waiting two years to find out like who Ray's you know lineage is, like yeah. who's her parents, and like <laughs> within the first twenty minutes, they're just going to like give it to us and just have fucking. They're not gonna do, they're not gonna wait till the end of the movie like an Empire Strikes Back where right. we, 
they're just like at the be- they're on Octu hanging out, and all of a sudden Luke, Luke's like, "You're my dad." <laughs> That's fucking dumb. This is the dumbest fucking theory I've ever read, and it's huge. It's huge on Reddit it's, right now. Well, it's huge on Reddit. It's fucking retarded. Even uh, even other uh, media outlets are reporting this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait. I hope. I, <laughs> I hope no. I hope that makingstarwars.net talks about this next yeah, week because be I haven't seen anything on their webpage about it. But I hope that like the guys over at makingstarwars.net. Like Jason Ward and Randy and all these guys, I hope they fucking tear this fucking theory a new asshole. <laughs> I would love to hear what these guys say about it. It's the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever heard. It's a huge, it's a huge turd. And I, I will, I will sometimes get on board with fan fiction. I'll be but, like, yeah, that makes oh, sense. I know you will. I love it. I, I love it. I know you do. But this is fucking stupid. It's garbage. You are my father. It's garbage. No, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, the, 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 the last one that we read with Benicio de Toro is Vaughn. That sounded good. It sounded so phenomenal. Yeah. Like, whether that's like what's going to happen, I have no clue. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, this just sounds like complete, <laughs> complete yeah. garbage. <clears throat> Sounds like a terrible acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. No Jake this episode, but um, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to read emails this week. I swear. I swear. And I swear by the, the moon, moon and the stars in the sky, I'll be there. I'll read emails <laughs> next week. There you go. I will read your bullshit thoughts. <laughs> On our cast. On our cast. <laughs> Next week, I will read all of your bullshit fucking emails. I am begging you. I am literally on my knees. Do not send me any more emails this week. I will read all of them next week. And then the week after, I will open the floodgates for all of your bullshit. Yeah. The gates will open. The baby. gates will open, and you can spew forth all of your <laughs> bullshit opinions. Flood the land and, and kill questions. everyone. No, <laughs> I, honestly, it's like honestly. No, I'll be honest with you. It's like thank you, thank you for interacting. Yeah, like other there are other podcasts that literally have to beg people yeah. to write in, and like we are definitely not one of those podcasts. Not, not the case. You guys, <laughs> you guys, you guys go above and beyond and send us your thoughts, no matter. What we say, <laughs> even if we tell you not to. Right. You don't listen. You don't listen. <laughs> so, all right. Jay, thank you so much for finishing the episode with me. Oh, yeah, anytime. It was yeah. nice to have Ryan here. Frank? Yes. Yeah, Frank, not so yeah, much. Frank, whatever. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Just staring at his chair, his uh, empty chair. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be- I'm glad it's empty right yeah. now. Better call Saul. Better not call Frank. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. All right, guys. And just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for listening, and thank you for your patronage. Suck it or fuck it, baby. Yeah, suck it or fuck it. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. 
already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say? It's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Separate the wheat from the shaft And we're the shaft The crap Even though we're the shit We're the leftovers Picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it Good and taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it Can't erase it Let's embrace it Tupperware party Subculture spill over Like a vulture carryover Counterculture pushover Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say Has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that Love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.